Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Hall of Fame College Football. I'm your host, Jason Watkins. He's the coach, Philip Royball. And if you love college football, you're definitely in the right place. So before you forget, smash that red subscriber button, like our videos, and don't forget to ring the bell so you don't miss one moment of the Hall of Fame College Football Live Show. Folks, we are coming to you early live this week. Uh, we're going to get in some... Uh, Free weekend. Uh, hey, I'm glad everybody's wiping their feet. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to get some previews in here with the coach uh, on the biggest games of the weekend before I get out of here and head to Cincinnati for the OU game as, as well. Welcome, everybody, in here. Mike, thank you very much for coming in. Hank, Adela, there she is. Brian. Uh, Stephen G, here we go. Power line, yes, sir. Happy power line day. I like that. I like that. I like that. Rock and roll, Kim. Of course, all the all the regulars are here as usual. Uh, enjoy seeing you guys all in here. If you haven't hit that like button, make sure you do. And hey, maybe share it, share the stream to your friends on Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Uh, anybody who might want to see it and check out this preview, we're gonna go live for a little while. We will have. Also on the show later on, David Neal from David Talks Buffs, along with Nathan Bomber Brown from the Big 12 Mafia, as we talk a little bit of all the games going on around college football. Um, so, hey, we're excited about everything going on here this weekend. What's up there, Steve B. and Steve from Ohio, Florida, in the house. Welcome. All right. Glad all right. Here. Stephen G. already here as well. Hey. Eric Barnett, I'll give everybody a shout out as they come in. Thank you guys so much for uh for coming in and seeing us today. Um, yeah, coach, rough week this week, a little bit uh, with your new team, but hey, you know, they're young kids, they're, you know, you got to get them going. Is it is back to like the old days of you know having a young team? <laughs> Absolutely, but it's so fun watching these little parts run around and learn the game. <laughs> We we had a scrimmage and we got we got beat twenty four to six. wasn't wasn't you know and 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 the com the competitive juices in me don't ever go away. Uh, I don't care Imagine if I'm playing totally win. <laughs> I, I want to win. <laughs> oh, I know you do, Coach. No, yeah. you do. Hey, what's up, Eric? Glad you glad you made the show, man. Appreciate everything. Yeah, Coach. Absolutely. Good to see everybody the doing their thing this weekend. I'm That's the you, first thing we are going to talk about today is that game. We'll definitely be getting into some uh, Oklahoma stuff, talk a little bit more about another huge addition to the power line. Danny Okoye makes his commitment to Oklahoma yesterday. Huge, huge, huge uh, commitment for Oklahoma. That's now five blue-chip defensive line prospects that are in the fold for OU wow. moving forward. Looks like uh, 
big time deal for the Sooners, man. It's uh, we're excited about it, and uh, yeah, listen, pretty incredible. Yeah, listen, I, I it, I'll tell you, when you started looking at it last year, and like you knew it had to happen, but you just kind of wondered if it was gonna. After a six and seven season, I mean, they've only played a couple of games this season. Well, three, and now yeah. here you are. You know, you're you've got probably the most important. You know, um, piece was 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 definitely going to be David Stone, but then I, I still maintain that Nigel Smith was very very important to this deal. I think Danny Okoye is super important to this deal. Uh, they all are. This power line group is unbelievable. We're excited about it. Uh, it just goes to show you that they're going to be doing things differently. They're now back in the top five in recruiting, uh, according to rivals, and I think two four seven has them around seventh. Uh, and the same with on three. So we're looking like, you know, it's kind of like uh, the old days of Oklahoma finally having a defense again. That excites a lot of people around here, uh, you Absolutely. know, and they're playing pretty good so far. So big deal this weekend. But let's get into this uh, Ohio State in South Bend this weekend to take on your Irish. Uh, hey, after, uh, you know, we talked a lot about, Coach, the game that you guys had against them in the opener last season you did everything but beat them, and you just did, really couldn't. It was like, like a lot of the games that, that Notre Dame lost last year was that you just couldn't generate enough offense, both through the air and even on the ground. But right. you lose what, 21 to 10, I think it was. And, yeah. you know, really, they never really pulled away from there. And that was with C.J. Stroud, who was one of the top quarterbacks in the country for a few years. What Absolutely. are your feelings this game? Just kind of, you know, overview of it. What are your thoughts? Well, and I, and I tell you what, I, I've gone, I've sat down obviously and done some comparative analysis just of both teams. And, you know, I, I, I've watched, I've watched just about every game I could on, on both of them again. Uh, and, and I, I tell you what, I, I think again, going back and talking about last year, you know, we're in the game the whole time. We're, we're not, we were not half the team last year that we are this year. And, and right. I think everybody knows that, the, the difference in that right now is is our quarterback, Sam Hartman, that we picked up through the portal with with from from Wake Forest. Uh, right. and and you know, he's been a difference maker. I, I think last year Ohio State had well, no, I don't think I know last year they had the best quarterback. Uh our quarterbacks, as you well know, have gone on to other places and have played horrible there. Uh, so they just carried on what they were doing here. Uh, and, and so, so knew you weren't uh, going to take long to do that. You knew it wouldn't take long. Uh, and, and so I, I think honestly this year, and I know they, they just named, uh, McCord, their starting quarterback last week. Uh, right. they, they supposedly they had a little bit of, a. uh, competition going on with Devin Brown and Kyle McCord, but uh, right. I think everybody knew it was going to be McCord. And, you know, the thing is, you know, he, he's got what, three starts now in college football. Right. And uh, the thing is, is they couldn't really name him early because at this, at this stage of the transfer portal there and stuff like that, then you end up without a backup, you know, because yeah. they jump yeah. into the portal. So exactly. Gonna, you know, I think that that's kind of what's going on. Yeah. It was a done deal. Yeah. Right and and right. so, but but I, I I look at that like I said he's got a few games under his belt. Uh, right. We have a quarterback at Notre Dame now that's got what I think fifty six starts under his belt. 
wow. at the collegiate level. Uh, mm -hmm. He's cool, calm, collected. And, and if you've watched any Notre Dame games, guys, he sets in the pocket. People are flying by him everywhere, and you can't even tell that he's flustered at all. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, I, I, again, I think – I think a, a big thing is going to be how do we how does our O line protect uh, the because they do have a good defensive line at Ohio State you know and they've got athletes obviously and we do too but but I think sure. that's going to be a key to the game is how we protect Sam and and how we how we open up holes for Audric uh, uh, Estime uh, you know I I I can argue that Estime along with uh, Ohio State's running back Trayvon Henderson is one of the best backs in the country. So absolutely, absolutely, and I, I'll tell you, you know, Estime has been all everything as as advertised, right? You know, the guy absolutely. is clearly that bell cow running back that can run over you, run around you. You know, he's he's one of those workhorse type guys. The thing is, is that I've noticed is that when when you've got guys like Jadarian uh, Price and then uh, Jabron Payne as well. You know, that that's a one, two, three punch for those guys that really something that, you know, I've, I mean, we know about Sam Hartman and what he's done. You know, for anybody, the, the critics of Sam Hartman are going to say, well, he's never really won a big game. Well, he took Wake sure. Forest to a conference championship game, mm -hmm. which uh, it's been a while since they've been anywhere close to that. Sure. They didn't win well, it. But I tell and, you, and Jason, they not exactly the same football team as what Notre Dame right. is either. Right. You know, right. He doesn't have well, to do it all himself now. And I think that that's helped him, has it not? Oh, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and you know, uh, when people say he hadn't won the big game, you can say the same thing about Notre Dame. It's been a long, long time since we won the big game. Uh, and, and we have an opportunity here. I mean, have we been in some big games? Yeah, we've been in some big games, but we've also got, are ass kicked in those big games. Right, uh, right. And, you know, and Oklahoma so this, to, we get it. <laughs> this, this, this is our opportunity to say, you know what? Notre Dame football is back. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not going to jump the, jump the gun like Texas and saying we're back, but, but uh, we, we, we uh, we'll tell it. We'll have a better gauge after this ball game. Well, and you're looking at it too. I mean, you know, this is a this is a matchup of of top ten teams. You know, Notre Dame uh, coming in at number nine in the latest AP poll. Ohio State is at number six. Uh, they've been as high as three, uh, two and three, depending on which mm -hmm. polls you're looking at. Um, yep. But obviously, coming into this week, the top five in the poll is Georgia, Michigan, Texas, up one from number four, and then Florida State dropping to number four. Then at number five, uh, USC, which whatever, we don't really have to get into that part. Uh, they haven't played anybody yet. They're going to get, you know, they're going to get a taste of it. You know, the last half of the season, that'll, that'll take care of that. We know that uh, kind of coming into it, right? Um, Absolutely. Now, you know, I, I tell you what, Jason, the other thing that, that we've got to be able to match up and, and play well against is their wide receivers. I mean, they've got, they've got NFL type receivers. Uh, you could argue that they have the best receiving core in, in the country as a group. Uh, so. And, and so it's going to be, it's going to impo be important defensively that, you know, our, our corners and safeties play well with, you know, Cam Hart 
obviously one of our corners and you know we, we're just going to have to step up and really play some good defense uh, that's going to be yeah and I think that that's going to put some onus on that defensive line as well, isn't it, Coach? Because you got to get some pressure on. You know, you got a new quarterback there for Ohio State in Kyle McCord, where he's started off the year. You know, he's he's got a pretty good a pretty good stat line. You know, right. he comes in. At, uh, he's he's completed fifty three of his seventy six attempts for eight hundred and fifteen yards, six TDs and a pick. Um, yeah. They kind of started off a bit slow last week. Ended up blowing out their opponent, but. But, you yeah. know, it looks like they're starting to come around. And when you do have a receiving core like that, I mean, we're talking about, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, yeah. you know, Julian Fleming, and then, of course, Emeka uh, Igbuka. Igbuka, yeah. You know, these guys are freaking insane, right? And then, you know, yeah. at tight end, you know, they're just the typical Ohio State football team under Ryan Day. You know, they're they're going to try to put up lots of points. Yeah. I would think that the, the biggest thing that you probably want to do is make sure that you can get some – pressure on McCord as, you know, this is his first year as a starter and try to, you know, get him off his platforms to to try to make those to those guys, wouldn't you think? Absolutely. And you know what, when when you have and we all know this, when we have a when you have a young quarterback back there, you you want to get to him and get it try to get him rattled and get him, you know, uh get him off kilt. And so I, I think it's gonna be important that that we do that. But you know, one of the things that they were talking about, Marcus Freeman, about a lot this week was, well, you know, y'all don't have any sacks. You don't have any sacks. Uh, I, I think we've got a total of of uh, six sacks coming into this ball game. Uh, right. But here's here's the thing, and I, I love Marcus's answer because it would have been the very same thing I would have talked about. But our passing efficiency is setting up there about 85%, 86%, somewhere in there. And, and he said, I'd a lot rather have a great passing efficiency rating than a lot of sacks, which, you know, and sacks go into that equation. But when you're talking right. about pat, passing, you know, the efficiency. You mean opponent's passing efficiency rating or, or? No, it's 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 our pass. And, and i tell you what goes into that into that rating. Uh, it's uh-huh. it includes the opponent's pass completions percentage, interceptions, interception percentage, the opponent's passing yardage, the opponent's yards per attempt, and the opponent's touchdown passes. So it, it takes in a lot of things into account as far as the passing game. Uh, mm-hmm. And and uh, we're you know I, I I know that he's pleased. I'm pleased that that we're sitting there at about 86 some percent. So uh happy with well, that. Now well, do we want to shut it pressures, down? Pressures. Well, yeah. and here's the thing, you know, it's kind of the same thing. The the question around Oklahoma's kind of been the same thing into the year. They hadn't had a ton of sacks. They've gotten a few here and there. But right. but also you got to figure when you're going up against some of the teams that you're going up against early on in the year, which you know it's going to be a lot of cupcakes whenever you're Whenever right. you're playing on con and you're one of these two programs, they're going out there and putting in max protection to make sure they're getting the ball off fast, yes. you know? So, you know, if it's coming out in two seconds, you're not going to get gonna a, get a sack, but if you're getting the ball off in two seconds, that means you're getting pressure. Yeah. They're feeling pressure because they know they got to get it off. The Absolutely. fact that they've gotten a lot of interceptions. And I mean, look, the one thing, and I've said it over and over again, the thing that I see the most that, that I mean, I've seen, you know, people are in here talking about, you know, the last time that you 
felt like you were going to have the best quarterback on the field every week at Notre right. Dame. Probably been right. a while, but what I would tell oh. you is, is that it's not something that you've never seen. What I haven't seen in a long time there is this kind of, you know, just hit you in the mouth physicality, physicality. Yeah. on both sides of the football, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, no. All right, Jason, I couldn't agree with you more. You're you're exactly right. You, you and I have been talking about this, you know, for a while now. I mean, they are they're coming off and hitting you in the mouth and they're they're punishing uh, oh, people, yeah. whether it's defensively, offensively. Uh, and well, and I don't know how if any of you watched the game last week, but just talking about our running back, Audrey Estime, I'm telling you, he's running over people through people. Uh, he hurtled two guys last week. Uh, and uh, I mean, and this is a guy that's probably about 235 pounds, guys, maybe pushing 240. Uh, but and, and then and then you look up and he turns the corner on the sweep and he's out running DBs to the end zone. I mean, so it's not just power, he can run too. Right. Right. No, look, and I mean, and I mean, really, you, you go four four deep, really, and even kind of five with your freshman, Jeremiah Love, you know, that you've kind of seen a little yeah. bit of all of them. It's, yeah. you know, they're, they're going to do it by committee, which is the smart way to do it at every level, it seems like these days. But, and, you know, and, and talk a little bit about that offensive line, because it seems like now that's going to be where you kind of have to win, win on, you know, yes. the offensive side is to kind of keep them out of your backfield and be able to to push that that tempo and, and be able to run the ball, right? Yeah, absolutely, Jason. I couldn't agree with you more. And you know, our you know, and 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 Notre Dame has kind of become and grown into kind of being uh O line U. Uh yeah. and and we've got Joe Alt that's it our left left uh tackle. Uh he's been starting there since he was a freshman. Uh and and I'm gonna tell you what, he's a man child. Uh, yeah, he'll probably go to the NFL after this season on the other side, the bookend on the other side, Blake Fisher, yes, uh, yes. they're almost like twins. Uh, and, and, and so we, we look pretty good there on the tackles. Now, my, my concerns right now, Jason, are, are, our left guard, Pat Coogan and our right guard, Rocco Spindler, you know, uh -huh. they're still, they're still coming along. And, and so we're going to find out, this weekend, what what they're really made of, because this right. is, you know, this is the first big time game that they've they've had to play in, and you know, I feel pretty good about our center Zeke Correll. Uh, he's he's uh, pretty steady, not great, but he's he's steady and gets the job done. So uh, I, those two guards going to be key to me as far as coming off and playing. But I, I I've also seen, you know, our O line coach has done a good job of. Of, of helping those people together, uh, you know, the double yeah. team blocks. And uh, so uh, I think, I think they've done a good job coaching them up as well with what they have. That's the other thing. I, th I think that the difference in, you know, there's no shortage of people that, you know, don't really care for Brian Kelly around here. So, you know, you, you can say what you feel there. I think Marcus Freeman has done a fabulous job. Uh, you know, yeah, he, yeah. he turns it around, wins nine games. There, and you know, you got to think about it. He got the job. <laughs> Kelly left. He gets in the in. You know, they lose to Oakley Oakley Light in the in the Fiesta Bowl. But you know, that was. And then they turn around and lose. And the, you know, it turns out they lose his first three games as a head coach. And you know, I remember him talking about that on the Pivot podcast. All of a sudden, he had to figure it out. But he has, you know, and 
He's recruiting on a level that a lot of people have said for a long time, you can't do this at Notre Dame anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you know what? And, and, you know, let's talk about this real quick because where did he play his college ball? He played it at the University of, you know, Ohio State. And, He's a and Buckeye, so, yeah. He was yeah. a Buckeye. And he was a uh, bad dude. A bad <laughs> he dude. Was a bad dude, yeah. And, and and had he not had his medical issues, he would have still been playing in the NFL probably. Sure. But, but, but I, I believe that he brought – some of that mentality and, and grew up playing in that mentality of physicality and, and then the recruiting piece, knowing what those pieces look like and knowing that you've got to go out and recruit. Uh, I mean, we just recruited a a great quarterback, a great quarterback that we just got in and, and another old lineman that, that people didn't think. As a matter of fact, we beat out Ohio state for the kid. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he's bringing in the players that can play at this level for the big trophy. Uh, and that's, yeah. I, I think, like you said, he's done a great job. He's still learning, still still getting some things that, sure. you know, because it's always hard for a young head coach coming in. Uh, this would be a but, big win, though. This is the kind yes. of win that, that you can, can stamp, put a stamp on your – you know, yeah. I'm, that I'm here, you know, yeah. I'm here. And now, you know, and look, this isn't the, you know, the only big game you've got. I mean, we're, we're going to wait and see kind of what Clemson looks like. They have a big game against Florida State this weekend. You know, they're yeah. unranked yeah. at this point after the way they've played the last few weeks and losing to Duke, of course. But I tell you, I, until Florida State wins, they lost eight in a row. You got to, you got to expect that they're probably not going to get it done. But my thought is, is that you've got, you still got USC and then you got Clemson. If you can get this win and get the USC win, yeah. It looks like the that playoff road opens up for you. It does. It does. I you know, I I don't think there's any doubt. This this win I think is a crucial win for us. Uh and like you said, I think if we get this one and and we we finish out strong uh cuz we do have a lot of we, we have a lot of games that we could falter yeah. on, on on the way out. I mean, and, and again, like you said, we still have USC. What's up, David? David, Neil, how are we doing? Going on? Hey, good to I'm, see you, my friend. Uh, welcome to the show from David Talks Buffs, Mr. David Neal, everybody. Uh, hey, we were just finishing up our, our, uh, our preview on Notre Dame in Ohio State this weekend. Uh wanted to just talk a little bit real quick about Ohio State. Now, yeah. obviously this is a this is an offense that is you know under Ryan Day that's what they do well. I think that uh where they've struggled is on the other side of the ball, but it kind of looks like that they're starting to kind of get it going there yeah. too. It does. What are your thoughts about mm-hmm. Having the experience, you know, is that how important is that having that experience with Hartman behind center, you know, coming into this game, coach? Well, I, you know, Hartman guys right now, now, you know, right now he, he, uh, when he goes to his locker and he gets suited up, you know, he takes all his clothes off and puts on his Superman uniform, uh, (laughs) because that's, that, that's what he has become for us at this at this juncture now now uh, 
the thing is, can he, can he, is he going to be wearing that Superman uniform on Saturday? Uh, I believe he's a true competitor. I, yeah. I would, I would venture to say you're going to see Superman. Uh, and, and he has changed the culture, uh, of the football team as a whole. Uh, and, and, you know, I tell you what I really love about this guy, you know, he, they're already talking to him about, well, you know, you could be a Heisman front runner and, you know, hell, he starts saying, well, you know what, it, it, it all starts with my, my old line and, and Audric Estime and, you know, right. the receivers are doing it. He doesn't say a damn thing about himself. And, and, you know, guys, yeah. how much do we see that anymore in college football? You know, Hell, they're talking to one of those other guys about being being a front runner there for the Heisman. It's well, you know, I do this well and do that well, and you know, hell, it's all about I and and me. And, and but but he has he's changed the whole culture. You see him in the ball game. He's cool, calm, collected. He doesn't panic. The offense doesn't panic. And in the past, we. It, we it felt like we were hell. I, I'd be sitting at home watching on TV and shit. I was in panic mode watching them because they they were in panic mode. Uh, and and so I, you know it, it's just awesome to see what he's brought to the table. And right. the and the players talk about it. The players are constantly talking about what he's brought to the table. Now you know he's just two years younger than me, and I'm. I'm 63, so I was just fixing to say, "Old Man River over there, you know, he's giving all the love that he knows what to do with that with that leadership deal." You know, the funny thing that was what you're talking about the receivers with Jaden Greyhouse, you know, that freshman, and, and he's been a heck of a, a a really good player for Notre Dame starting off the yeah. year. You see it, in, it, it, you know, what he did in high school. I watched a lot of his tape. That dude was a beast. Um, yeah. But he was talking about how he was in fifth grade. When uh, <laughs> I think he was in fifth or sixth grade when yeah, Sam started college, ball, you know, yeah, yeah. So he was a kid, you know what I mean? Fifth or sixth grade. And now here he is, you know, playing with him in college. David, what are your thoughts on that coach? We, let's get your prediction on the game. Yes. I mean, you know, what do you got a score prediction there? I, I, I do. I, I think one of them wins by three. One of them wins by three. Which one? Love it. Come on. Well, you know who I got to go. I know with. you got the Irish, yeah, of course. There ain't no doubt. There ain't no doubt. I hey, got to go with the Irish, but 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 I truly believe this, guys. And and you know, yeah. I I try to when we get a game like this, I try to be really honest about things and try to take out my you know uh, I want Notre Dame to win this thing, which I do. But at the sure. end of the day, I'm being as realistic as I can be, and I think it's going to be a close game. And I think it's I, I don't think it's gonna be a high scoring game. Uh and I think it's gonna be a three point ball game. Yeah. Dave, what do you think? What do you think? Who do you got in this one? Yeah, coach, uh, I gotta tell you, I'm I'm fully on the Notre Dame bandwagon, man, with you. So um I, I'm gonna be cheering for the Irish and I mean just just what you were getting at. I mean, how can you not like and want to root for a guy like Sam Hartman, man? And uh, you know, he's yeah. he's playing great football, and you know, now he's got a got a big test ahead of him, and I I think he's going to play really well. You know, I think, um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's it's a tough thing to go in there and, and get a win against a team like Ohio State, but uh, you know, I think this Notre Dame team is is up for the challenge. You know, that's just me, yeah. uh, and you know, we'll see. But you know. 
if uh, if Notre Dame pulls off the upset, man, I just uh, Ohio State fans, man, I feel like they it's you know <laughs> they're just gonna get at Ryan Day immediately, man, and it's like, oh, man, do you yeah. see? You see Alabama or Georgia, you know, constantly, you know, wondering if they need to move on to a new co- head coach after a loss yeah. or two, man. You know, I just uh, I feel kind of bad for Ryan Day because he I mean, uh, he's in a no win situation unless he wins the natty every year. I feel like. Yeah, it's tough there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Folks. Thank you, everybody, for coming in and checking out the our preview show. I know we kind of announced it a little bit late. If you haven't already hit that like button, like button, make sure you have wiped your feet before you come in. Uh, we'll probably get some of the uh, CU folks in here a little bit as well. Make them feel welcome. Hey, another big game this weekend for Colorado. Look, I don't think that anybody thought that you would be – there's a lot of folks around the country that did not expect this game to be coming, uh, obviously, on the road at Oregon, who is another one of those top 10 programs, uh, according to the AP poll. Uh, let's see. I think they did have them at 10, didn't they? Yeah, right at yeah. number 10. Uh, you know, and you've got Colorado coming in at, are they in the rankings? 19th. Yeah. 19th. 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 So yeah. 19 yeah. versus number 10. I don't think a whole lot of people would have said that, that – uh, CU is going to be in the top 25 at all by this by this game. Now, you have that injury to Travis Hunter. I, I feel like that's going to be a tough thing for CU, if you're asking me, because of the fact that you lose your best defensive player. Yes. And, and probably your second or third best offensive player, too. So you're losing yeah. the starter on both ends of it. Um, what has been the – the feeling around around Boulder this week and 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 what's what the expectations and welcome to the show by the way Dave oh yeah thank you thank you as always I love being on here yeah the the feel I still think you know overall within Buffs Nation uh, you know we're excited we're going up against a, a huge test you know a, a significant yeah. jump in you know a competitor uh, or level talent level. And yeah, we're, we're three, you know, we're ranked right now. You know, obviously I came on here last week was talking all my smack. It was so much fun. You know, we were going to win by 50 and uh, you know, I was going to hit the spread again and you know, that didn't work out. We still saw a great show, but uh, you know, here we are. Uh, we're three and oh, regardless of how it looked and Absolutely. yeah, we're down, we're down Travis Hunter. It sucks, but uh, before I get into that, what I did uh, mean to say was that I saw this thing today about how I forget whatever the computers or whatever are saying that CU's the luckiest team now uh, this year. And I'm like, that is just how uh, it, that's how computers are justifying that they don't know shit about this team. And, you know, that's you know, that's just really true because we're going into this game, uh, you know, in Eugene. It's going to be hard, but. The, sure. the lines are exactly what we saw for the TCU game. Um, you know, 21 point spread. I think money line is plus 650. And I promised you, I was only going to bet if the buffs kept covering. But I just couldn't help myself. I just couldn't help myself. Even though I got, you know, uh, I predicted Oregon, you know, to win this game. Uh, I'm excited to see the the Buffs uh, play a competitive game. And I think, um, you know, we have this opportunity again to show improvement, to show that we can play a complete game that we've been waiting for. But uh, Travis Hunter makes that difficult. On the flip side, we're getting a bunch of reinforcements this week that people haven't seen. Um 
you know, mm-hmm. our star running back, you know, Dylan Edwards has kind of turned into a star, you know, in his in his own right. Yeah, but absolutely. we're getting all McCaskill back, and that's going to be huge. Um, we're going to see – I think you'll see some two-back sets, you know, some different things like mm-hmm. that that we haven't uh, run yet uh, within the first three games. We're getting, um, you know, some guys on the defense back, such as uh, it's looking like Travis J might play, Brandon Gant, you know, those Florida straight, State transfers. Uh, Des Moines Kennedy, our, our fastest linebacker, should be back, um, transfer from Alabama. So, um, yeah, uh, Carter Stoutmeyer, true freshman guy who, uh, who has kind of been our third DB so far. I'm expecting him uh, to be back from, a, a, I believe it was an ankle injury. So we do have some reinforcements coming in. And I think that does provide the opportunity to provide um, Oregon with some looks that they haven't seen on film yet, you know? Yep. Sure. And, you know, that's the thing. I think that that's one of the keys if you're coming into this game probably for CU is that they got to run the ball a little better because you've noticed the the last couple of games especially, Shador's been taking a lot of hits, getting sacked a lot more, and being rushed a lot more. Um because they haven't been able to really establish that run. Now, he's obviously been fantastic uh, coming into this season or, you know, for the three games. What a, what a big comeback last week. I mean, to go down 90-yard run, uh, a 90-yard drive, yeah. you know, to tie the game, send it to overtime, you know, there's a lot of things that could have happened there towards the end of the game that could have, you know, it's a rivalry game. A lot of stuff happens, right? But when you come in – with that amount of time, you're 90 yards away from pay dirt and you got to go get a touchdown. And he didn't look flustered to me, man. And that's one of yeah, the things yeah. that I've said over and over again. The reason that I believe in this team more than anything is that man right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. thing, but this would help him a lot to have McCaskill uh, obviously getting in there. You know, they've still been waiting on, on uh, what's his name from uh, Kentucky. Um, you know, about this smoke. Kavase Smoke, I know he's been injured still as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and Dylan Edwards has been great, but you need a good one-two punch. And McCaskill may be yeah. that guy that can be that bell cow uh, to kind of, you know, help him out there as well, don't you think? Yeah, and I, I think one underrated aspect and quality that McCaskill brings, uh, you know, coming over here from Houston is just his his vision. I think he's got fantastic mm-hmm. vision, and that's going to help the line. I mean, we should, you know, we were starting a true freshman center last week, which was, you know, tough for any true freshman to come in there um, and, and do that. So we, we should be getting Van Wells back this week. I would not be surprised if the guard combination looks a little bit different this week as well. Um, but I think he is going to help the run game, uh, you know, tremendously. We need a guy that can grind out those tough yards. And uh, yeah, and as long as we got a guy like Shador back there, as long as the game's close, I mean, uh, you know, this team yeah. shines when the when the moments are the biggest. We're forcing turnovers. We're making plays to go score. Like this team is not afraid, um, you know, to make plays in the clutch. And I think they play their best when they feel doubted. Um, you know, when when they're not Absolutely. expected to do much. You know, and I, I think too, like it's nice kind of having this week where there's no there's no drama. You know, there's there's nothing going on where like we had the whole show last week which was awesome you know so much fun Mm -hmm. but uh like coach prime has said you know him and his kids are used to that i mean they grew up being on tv right but uh you know some of our other team you know they're not you know they're still kind of getting used to uh to the show that's happening every week and i think it's nice um you know that 
they've had this week to just really focus on football. This fight sells itself. I would imagine that this is going to be the most watched game um, this weekend or most watched game of the season, as long as it remains, uh, you know, close. And uh, I mean, yeah, uh, this team is still finding its footing. Uh, They've just been able to make the plays, uh, you know, when the time has been right to, uh, you know, secure the victories. But this thing will get better as time goes on. As much as people talk about Travis Hunter, Jordan Dominic has been a man, too, on that Mm -hmm. other side of the ball. You know, for for everybody that says that they don't play any kind of defense, they've also played teams with a pulse. You know, I I love the – you know, I kind of got into it with the the (laughs) – Uncle Lou, the last couple of days, he was, you know, telling me how terrible, you know, telling everybody how terrible Colorado is. He's been saying that, and there's a lot of people that love to to go with that. You're going to sit there and tell me that USC's good, but they haven't even played anybody with a pulse yet. Yeah. You know, yeah. their defense yeah. is trash, and, and, and they haven't played anybody with a pulse. At least, you know, at, at least Colorado has. Uh, the one thing I would say is, you know, I – whether you expect them to win this week or not, and I don't know that, that you really can expect it, Yeah, I think they're going to be in the game, right? A three-touchdown favorite, there's no way that I see that going down, really. You yeah. know, uh, I, I have a hard time thinking, seeing them lose by three touchdowns. And if they were to lose to USC the week after that, I could see that happening as well. Um, I don't see them getting blown out. I think this Colorado team is – clearly a team that's going to give you a hard time just because they don't believe that they can lose. I don't think yeah, that right. they, I don't think that that's, and you can't really put a number on that. Right. I just don't think that you can do that. No, no, it, it's true. This team has shown its mental fortitude and uh, you know, I think it would be really easy for, again, we sometimes forget these guys are, you know, 19, 20 years old. Sometimes when you come out, after all day anticipating, you know, that game last Saturday where you're getting punched in the mouth right there from Colorado State, you know, sometimes those teams, uh, it, you know, it can be tough to kind of bounce back, find your mojo and go and get the win. Sure. And, uh, you know, they they were able to do it. But I, I think as long as, you know, this game remains uh, close, we're going to have a great shot. Um, the, the, the biggest thing right now for me when I'm making like an objective uh, prediction, you know, on this is why I'm going with Oregon is because, you know, we haven't yet seen Colorado uh, eliminate those mistakes where they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot, um, you know, stalling momentum uh, on certain drives or, you know, giving the the, the opposing offense, uh, you know, an opportunity to get back on the field after, you know, a third down. But there's a pass interference sure. or a late hit or something like that. I really sure. want to see this team play uh, cleaner football, minimizing the mistakes. Because, yeah, I, I mean, this has been a bend but, but don't break defense. Uh, but, you know, they've been doing a lot of bending. Surprised they haven't broke yet. But, you know, they're uh, when, when they get to the toughest moments, you know, especially in the red zone, they've been able to generate turnovers. And uh, while, while Bo Nix has eliminated his turnover uh, issues significantly from coming to uh, – since coming to Oregon, uh, you know, I, if we win the turnover battle, you know, I really like see uh, CU shot going up against, uh, you know, Bo Nix. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They didn't start calling him Bo Picks for nothing. So <laughs> I could see that happening now, obviously not going up against, you know, he's looked a lot better and they've even got him, you know, in, in the Heisman conversation, Oregon's pushing him really hard for that. I have a hard time believing that he's really in the mix. Uh, my my top five it, it remains with uh, probably you know it's I think it's Caleb Williams I think that it's obviously Shador right up there near the top. Yep. Um, you know uh, I would bring 
Uh, Sam Hartman would be right in the top five with me as well. And, and I think that Dylan Gabriel has has proven that he's he's up there as well. But I think Michael Penix, to me, is the number one guy right now. Okay. Yeah, uh, with I would agree. Uh, it just that's that's just my feeling on it. But I, I also think that, you know, maybe Caleb Williams or him, that either, you could kind of toss it up either way. But mm-hmm. again, though, SC hasn't really played anybody. But, you know, when you're the defending guy, you know, We'll give him we'll give him the benefit of the doubt for now, but I still think Michael Penix is having the best season right now. Um, well, yeah. and, and guys, we we know this too. It it'll you know it, it's going to also boil down to who can who can take their team to the to the dance. If, That's if true. you can't get yeah. if you can't get them to the dance, that you're going to lose a couple of notches off your belt. I think you at least have to get them generally to the conference championship game, don't you think? You know, that's you know obviously that's where Caleb Williams got got USD mm-hmm. last year and it won it for him. But I would think that that's probably in, unless you're, you know, I think Travis getting hurt, probably going to be out two to three weeks. I hate it that, you know, he might end up missing the USC game as yeah. well. Uh, that could hurt him doing it. But if, you know, if you went through a full season playing 130 freaking snaps a game and getting the interceptions that he was probably going to end up with, plus the offensive stats, you got to give it to them no matter what their record was. If they won seven or eight games, I would think that right. you would have to give it to Travis, right? Sure, I, sure. That's my feeling on it. But well, that's the way we think. But those oh. committee people, I mean, they, fair. wow, fair. And, wow. and you know, it's it's become really a quarterback award anyway. Yeah. You know, at yeah. this point, so it's kind of one well, of them things where you know you kind of and and I think that you're going to steal some votes from each other from Shador yeah, and yes. Travis too. I think yeah. that if you. You're gonna get one of them to win it. It's, it might be good that you ended up with a, with an injury because Shador has a better shot at it now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I need to. Uh, I need to look at the the statistical odds of this happening, but uh, of what it would take for two people to tie <laughs> for the Heisman. Because if there's anything yeah. that uh, you know hasn't been done that can be done, I guess anything involving Colorado, you know, you just need to keep. It I don't know that that will even happen. There's so many voters for it yeah. that it just. Yeah. I mean the the. The It'd thought of it working out that way because, you know, they have a they go one to ten or one to yeah. five, I think it is whatever it is, but it's uh it, it would be hard to do that. I think I near think impossible, near impossible, nearly impossible. Uh, yeah, yeah, you would have to yeah. have pretty much the same ballots, the same amount of every ballot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so many yeah. of the Heisman voters don't even know what the hell they're looking at. They're just a Heisman yeah, exactly. voter because some because of them don't out. even know who the hell they are, to be honest with you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. They don't even watch them play. And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, right. makes you sick to your stomach a little bit. I, I do want to, I, I do, okay. do want to back up a little bit a, a second on, on Travis Hunter, you know, guys. And I just want to say, you know, there's a reason guys don't play both sides of the football. There's there's lots of guys that are very talented that can play both sides of the football out there. Sure. Uh, but th- there's a reason they don't. And and what's happened to him with injury and, you know, that's a lot of the reason, guys, is, you know, the more snaps you're on the field and guys, you know, we're talking about the cream of the crop as, as they're moving through college football. And, and, and when you're going that many snaps every ball game, it's going to take its toll over time. Plus your percentages, which I, I, you know, I'm, I'm the worst guy at math in the whole world, but, but I am smart to know, smart enough to know that 
the more you're out there, <laughs> your chances of injury go up. Uh, and so, you know, I, I just wanted to mention that, that, that gummit, you know, I loved what he was doing. But at the end of the day, when you're you in that many careful. plays, you're going to get you're just the chances of getting yeah. hit. Even I don't think that is obviously this injury wasn't one of like attrition where he was just right. tired or anything. I mean, it was a cheap shot. Now right. that would be a question I would ask you is, yes. and and first off, I want to I want to preface this question with I was super excited to see both Travis and Coach Prime come into the defense of Blackburn who made that hit that took him right. out. That right. was solid of them and come on fans yes. we, we can't be those folks and whoever it was that was doing it come on yeah it, it's not that serious but talk to me about what it's been like around around boulder yeah yeah um i i think definitely you know having travis go out kind of the way he did was extremely frustrating because i mean we've talked about it on the show it's just you know we want to see guys like bo nix or um Caleb Williams. We don't have Michael Penix on the schedule right now, unless we're in the, you know, Pac-12 championship. Um, but, you right. know, uh, see these guys test, you know, Travis Hunter. And uh, I really wanted to see that. So I, I think, you know, a lot of us, we just kind of feel robbed, you know, um, and it, it was a frustrating thing. I'm glad that, um, you know, coach prime and Travis are taking the high road with it. You know, I think, yeah. Um, right. like like that was just great to see and it you know it helps the team collectively like man, mentally football, and I think some, on. stuff like this happens even though i i would yeah. i would characterize it as a dirty hit yeah um, yeah yeah i would and but i think he should have gotten suspended but it is what it is you know you gotta move on mm -hmm. um, no, i i agree mm -hmm. take the high road and and move on and because because he obviously with that hit was not taking the high road but yeah. there, there's no sense to dwell on it. It was done, and and you move on. Now, I, I think Shoddy had brought up a good point uh, earlier uh, in another podcast about what if that would have been somebody else? What 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 would that have looked like? Uh, so uh, you know, I'm I'm just putting that out there. I, I think Shoddy had a had a great point, and 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 again, I I don't know if, if it was meant this way or not. But what if it would have been uh, – what's a big-time white receiver? Uh, I, I'm just – Like you know, Jimmy Horn or like yeah. on our team? Yeah. You know, what if it would have been one of those guys? What would have been the, the, the reaction of people if that would have been that way? Uh, so, I, I don't know. I, I'm just throwing that out there. I, I'm, I guess I'm trying to set off an atomic bomb. But, <laughs> no, no, and I and I I think again, like the fan base, you know, they'll take their their cues from the leaders and the coach too. And yeah. I, you know, I think with them just wanting to move on, it helps the team move on and focus on this next week. Um, you know, it's for me, like I'm kind of looking at, at we're trying to look at it as a positive. Like this is an right. opportunity for other guys to yeah. really step up and have their moments. You know, we got, I mean, heck, we had, uh, you know. Uh, Mikey Harrison having his, uh, you know, having his moments last week as our starting walk on tight end, you know, mm -hmm. uh, who's to say, you know, 
we don't see uh, a Rudy too called Mikey, you know, yeah. uh, where, no, you know, he's, right. he's actually good at football, you know, he's yeah, actually right. scoring touchdowns. <laughs> I'm just playing, yeah. but, um, no, but that's know, true. Just, yeah. There's a lot they of guys that we want to see positions anyways. That's the only thing about yeah. it is that, and we talked yeah. about it earlier that I was concerned about him getting an injury that could be because of fatigue and things like that. Right. Uh, yeah. that would be my, you know, Kind of, kind of a weird deal. But what I would say is, is that look, in the end, it, they're not hurting at the skill position, guys. And I, and I think the one thing that you've seen from Shador that you like is the fact that he's been able to he spreads the ball around, yeah. right? He doesn't just look at one way, um, you know. And then, I really like the way you know when you had, you had Jimmy Horn drop that football, and and Coach kind of got on him after that but but then they were hugging it up and he knew they, they we yeah. need you to step it up we need you to yeah. step it up right now you know so big time big time deal look I, my prediction is I, I i see them probably getting their first loss here but i think it's going to be a close one i, I think yeah. they're going to probably lose by three or four uh i'll, I'll call it 24 20 I, I expect this to be a really good game could be even a higher score game than that, though. But I, you know, actually, I'll probably say like 41 37. Let's call it. <laughs> Who knows how much I, defense I like will be played? Probably in this will. Game. <laughs> yeah, listen, one thing I'll tell you is this it wouldn't surprise me to see CU win it. I think it's going to be a hard place to go win at Austin. <clears throat> yes. Um, and, but the other thing I would say is look, when, when we saw Oregon a couple of weeks ago at Texas Tech, they gave up a lot of points to a lesser quarterback. Than, than the one that they're going to face this weekend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm not sure that they have their defensive stuff together either. I think you're going to end up in a shootout here. I really do. I do. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I do feel like Oregon probably has the edge here. Welcome to the show, Nathan Bomber Brown. But I do feel like, you know, you have an opportunity here to uh, have, a, have a, you know, a good game. And, and I would not be super surprised if Colorado were to pull it off. Oh yeah, I, most most definitely. I, it's it's going to be fun. Sorry, Coach. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say I I agree wholeheartedly. I wouldn't be surprised to see him pull it off, and and I I would say that you know my my guess would be thirty five twenty eight right now Oregon, but I I it just like I talked about the Notre Dame game. I think I think that score could be reversed either way. Sure, sure. David, I know we're going to have to let you get out of here in just a couple of minutes. I want, did want to go ahead and introduce Nathan Bomber-Brown from the Big 12 Mafia and Holy Rivals show. A big Mama! A big How we doing? BYU Cougars this past weekend <laughs> on the road at Arkansas, and he called it. He said he, he felt did. like they were going there and get it done. So uh, we, we had to let him come in here and gloat a little bit himself. Uh, you know, and Boomer, uh, I got to tell you, I did a little happy dance for you. Did you? Okay, I, I appreciate I was, that. I was excited, brother. <laughs> well, uh, they earned the win. That's all I can say. It was hard yeah. fought. So they did a great yeah. job. How you doing, David? I'm doing great. I need to. I need to text you back with my address. I forgot that, but uh, you, you know, I'll, 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 I'll yeah. definitely take a little Big Twelve Mafia merch. Uh, you know, all that's right, for sure. Awesome. So uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think that would be great. Um, I'm working but, on the yeah, wall man, to put just, behind me, and I'm gonna have some different merch on there from different places. So you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna need a couple of things from everybody. That would be cool. Yeah, hey, uh, awesome. I'll need a sense. Let me go ahead and get your prediction there, David, on the game this weekend. 
Okay, well, um, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna play, uh, you know, two predictions, right? Okay, so um, again, with my schedule prediction, I did have Oregon getting this win. Um, there, and I promised, like I said, that I was not gonna play the spread no more. I'm playing the spread. <laughs> there is no way that this team loses by 21. You can book it. You can book it right here. But you that's know, cool. I'll come back to E Crow. You know, if that's not the case. Um, I, I think uh, objectively, I think I think Oregon gets a single digit win. Um, but from the fan uh, from the fan perspective, you know, if it's close going into the fourth, I think uh, it could look a lot like TCU. If CU gets the win, I think it's going to be only by like three or four points, something very close. Yeah, listen, I I, uh, I, I think that's right on par. I, I don't I, I don't see a world we live in that they're going to lose by 21 points. I just don't see it. Um, you know, I just don't think that this team feels like they can lose. And so whether, even if they do lose at all, I think it's going to be a tight go down to the wire. This is what you've come to expect. And, and as I said, when, when, you know, when you saw what happened at the end, they did not play well most of the game last week, but when it came down to the time that they had to get scores, 90 yard drive to finish it off, you know, Hey, you can't, <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to uh, to to doubt the kid. You know, yeah. he he looks like he's got ice water in his veins. David, before you get out of here, tell us how to how tell everybody how to find you. And uh, David and what talks box everywhere: up. YouTube, Twitter, Spotify, Twitch. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Sorry, and what, what you got coming up this weekend? My bad. My bad. Oh no, you're good. Um, I'm actually about to hop on with uh, with Coach I here at five. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what a CU need to do to eventually, you know, uh, become a dynasty like Georgia, right? So we're going to be talking a little bit. Um, I'm going to have a, a little film session on Alt McCaskill tomorrow around noon with my friend John Cronenberg, uh, taking a look at some of his Houston tape. And uh, you know, I'm having people on every day, so you're going to see these guys on here, uh, you know, sometime too. So be sure to hit that subscribe and, um, you know, let me know when you're coming over from Jason's, uh, Jason's show. It really means a lot. Hey man, the mafia likes you too, man. They're checking you out as well. Great channel that you've built for, for yourself over there. I love, love the content. Appreciate you coming on our show once again, and, uh, we'll let you get out of here so you can get over there with coach. I, but Hey, thanks again for coming on and go bus, man. Go buffs. Go buffs. Good luck to all of your teams. I will be rooting Thanks, for you guys. See ya. All right, all right man. Talk to you soon. All right. Once again, that was David Neal from David Talks Buffs. He's a lot of fun, man. He's you know these uh, these Buffaloes fans. You know they've had. It's been a long time since they've been good. You know it's been a long yeah, time since yeah. they've been good, and and so it's good to see them. Uh, excited about the season and you know something that I saw Josh Pate talking about the other day is you get a lot of the casuals on there and, and that's not what I would call David at all but I, I mean I think that that's what where you start seeing the game grow though right is when you start getting that it's a great thing that you know whether you love or hate coach prime uh, he's he's definitely moving the needle right you know so that's one of the right. things that I think that that's great for the sport uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, coming up soon, they are going to be a problem. And um, I think they're already a problem in the Pac-12. You know, I think that they're going to, if, if whether they contend to win the thing or not, which I don't expect them to do that. But what I do think they're going to do is mess it up for some teams. I do. 
I think there's going to be a couple of games that they win and screw up the chances to win the pack themselves uh, to win the pack for some of these other programs. Right. Right. Uh, I could, I could just see that happening. They're going to be in every game. You know, they just seem to have ice water in their veins. Bomber. Talk to us about this Arkansas win uh, the other day. Uh, it's one of those that, you know, every, every few years, your school plays somebody, even the best teams play somebody that it's a good benchmark. It, it gives you an understanding of where you stand in the landscape in that time. It doesn't happen every year and, and not every school has them very often, but this is definitely going to be one of those benchmark games for BYU basically telling Absolutely. the world, Hey, you know, we haven't gone away. We're still here. And now we're ready to actually compete again. So, um, you know, I was pleasantly surprised, you know, I wasn't shocked that it happened. Um, but I think what we saw, the most important part of all of it is that BYU's defense can hang and they can play deep. Uh, you can rotate probably eight or nine guys on the defensive line, which we all know how important that defensive line depth is. And then they've gone fairly deep. Uh, it, actually, all of the defense is, is really deep. There's six linebackers they rotated through. And then between the defensive backs and safeties, we are down three safeties because of injury. But they've backfilled with some really good guys. That If you watch the game at all, you saw that Arkansas torched us last year, just all over the place through the air, 365 yards, something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. uh they they did nothing right it, after the first quarter it, it was like a, a punch per punch game and uh byu was in it from the very beginning so i think uh this game against kansas is going to be a really big deal first it's the first oh, big yeah. 12 game ever so for byu it means a little bit more than it might to kansas but kansas is playing not only for respect but they want to compete for the league so um, you got some guys that are pretty hungry. They're going to be playing in that game. Uh, I really appreciate you asking asking about the Arkansas game, but I'm ready to turn the page and, and talk Jayhawks. Hey, listen, first Big 12 game coming up this week. You know, it, this is obviously the opener for everybody in the Big 12, but, you know, uh, what's it feeling like? You know, you got to go to Lawrence and, and you got a tough, you know, look, this is a tough out as well. You know, this is one of those programs that, they started off, you know, really slow, but they've got one of the better coaches in the country as well in Lance Leipold. Yes. They've got an electric quarterback yep. in uh, Jalen Daniels as well. Where do you think that you match up well with this team and what do you what do you expect to to be the key to it? It's going to be a track meet. Uh, they're going to score a bunch of games, uh, points, sorry. And it's just going to be whether B BYU is not going to be one of these three plays touchdown teams, at least this team this year with Keaton Slovis, they're going to be very deliberate. If you notice, they didn't run very many plays last, last week. They tried to shorten the game as quickly as possible to keep their defense uh, uh, off the field as much as they could and control the clock. Mm -hmm. So you do that with turnovers and short fields. And uh, and then causing those chunk plays, you know, you, you might go four or five uh, plays in a row and might only get three or four yards per. But if you can just put drives together of 10, 11, 15 play drives, shorten the game, it, it, it you can beat anybody if you can control the time. I see coach over there going, yes, yes, yes. As, as I used to tell our teams, because we were a big triple I team, uh, you know, running the football. And I would tell our players, all we want to do, guys, is matriculate the ball down the field. 
Right. And if they don't have it, they ain't scoring. And we give them small periods of time to go score quickly. And that's when mistakes happen. And so I, I'm with you all the way. I love what, what BYU is doing. And if they keep that same philosophy going, they're going to be, they're going to be in great shape. Look, we we've said uh, quite a few times that Coach Sataki is definitely one of the one of the coaches that we enjoyed hearing at, at Big Twelve Media Days. Right. I think he's a heck of a coach, man. I think he's a heck of a coach. And look, yeah. when you get the, you know, they've they've beaten some Power Five teams before. This isn't the first time they've done it, and BYU is is a proud program. So, um, yeah. I I feel like this is this is an important game for both teams. Obviously, being the first Big Twelve game for for BYU, but. Yeah, right. Kansas kind of needs to establish itself as taking that next step as well. I agree. You know? And yeah. and so this is a this is a big game for both sides. Uh I, I do feel like you know, actually, you know, I've been really impressed with Keaton Slovis the last two weeks, though. And especially right. when they got yeah. down towards the end of that game, you know, it started looking like Arkansas was gonna pull away. He didn't really blink either. You know, we talked about that with the with the Colorado with with Colorado and Shador Sanders. Eden Slovis has shown that you know his experience matters and that and that he looked pretty comfortable in, in you know on the road in SEC country at that. Yeah, he's not intimidated by anybody, right? He started right. at 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 USC and was there for uh, basically two solid years. Uh, yeah, the right. Pitt year, I would sort of throw away. That one was sort of sort of taken away from him because of uh, Jordan Addison leaving and going to USC. So he did the best he could. But at BYU, the one thing that they need to do is get get those uh, wide receivers going. That's one thing that they still haven't picked up. We've got four receivers right now that all could be number ones on other schools uh, league, or on other schools teams. And so uh, they got to open it up. If they don't get 200, at least 200 yards in the air, um, they're probably not going to win this game. Uh, and it, they need another 100 or so on the ground. But they're never going to be the stat whores that you might find at other schools. Uh, it, Jane, uh, Daniels is going to light up anybody they play. And mm-hmm. I, I think if they do win, it's going to be a short at, uh, a shootout, probably 31-27, something like that. If they lose, it'll probably be by the, more than 14 points. I don't think there's an in-between there. I think they either win a close one or they get blown out. That That's how I see this game. I, I would probably agree with that 100%. I, yeah, if they win it, it's going to be close. If they if they lose it, it's going to be by a bigger margin. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And it's a yeah. true test. I mean, it. I, I think Kansas brings a, a true test to the table. And, but sure. I, I just think it's going to be a great ball game. Well, let's let's project a little bit. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. I was just saying I agree. I think it's going to be a heck of a game because I think that, you know, BYU is going to come into this thing looking, you know, hungry to win, you know, um, and they're not going to look ahead of their first opponent in the conference. No, not at all. You know, and even that, and they're not, you don't see them really getting a big head over the Arkansas game. I think whenever you didn't have, uh, you know, the top running back with Arkansas and stuff, you know, there's a lot of things that could have probably went the other way, but they right, stayed right. in it. You know, um, I was one of the people that said, if you're going to, this is one of those, those games that you probably would pick BYU on that money line because of the fact that, you know, when you look in the, you've got the three points baked into that, to that spread generally, right. And they basically was a pick. Uh, 
you know, it was definitely worth, you know, making that bet if you were going to make it. And, you know, I could, I definitely expected them to play and be in this game. It's particularly even after getting killed last year. Look, you have to expect that, you know, that there's a lot of pride there. Right. And, uh, you know, they're trying to prep. And and again, I think that, that Slovis had showed the week before that he was a little better than what we saw in week one. Sure. And, uh, so it, you know, yeah. It is and LJ, is. LJ Martin, that freshman, true freshman from Texas uh, running back. He has a little wiggle in him. He's one of these guys that he, he he's slow. He doesn't hit the hole. He doesn't just run into the backs of the lineman. He actually will wait for the hole to open up, and then he goes. He just gashes. He's not one of these guys that's going to be left and right runner. He wants to go north-south. And, and again, it, it, this for BYU is going to be control the clock, get some turnovers. And this is a problem where in the turnover battle because Kansas gets turnovers like crazy too. So um, it, this game – I just, I don't know. The, the line right now is like nine and a half. I think that's crazy. Just like last week with Arkansas. I, I don't know that you'd have to score 10 points. Maybe it, it is possible you're more 10 points than the other team. But I just, I just think these two teams are so similar that I don't know that that happens. Yeah. I kind of expect this one to be, you know, going into the wire as well. You know, I really do. And, and look, the one thing that, that, I'm not sure that Kansas is is really going to be great at is is on defense, right? Right. I think that the the, the defensive on defense you definitely probably have an edge at BYU. That being said, I would say that they have the edge at quarterback too. So, you right, know, because he can hurt you in more than oh, one yeah. way. And and I like I like Slovis, but I also say that you know with with Jalen Daniels, I think. He's definitely yeah. one of the better quarterbacks in the country. You know, he's one of those guys that can kill you in, in multiple ways. You know, he does have to keep himself out of harm's way, I think, a little bit. But I'm looking forward to a pretty pretty good game with this one, man. I really am. Well, it, and K.J. Jefferson at Arkansas is a monster. What a stud, right? 6'4", six, six, 245. It was like trying to tackle the biggest tight end you've ever seen in your life. So yeah. BYU closed him down, and he didn't get off at all. They did have that one long run at the beginning of the game where he just hit the hole perfect, and and it was a it was a great run block, and and it, I don't want to take anything away from that play, but after that play, the rest of the game, it, it wasn't so much those guys getting out on the edge, and he didn't break the game open like he did in Provo last year. So, I, they're not the same. Uh, Daniels is a much more athletic guy, but I'm just saying BYU's defense is wrapping up. There, there's not a lot of right. missed tackle. And, and and if you can keep those yards after catch low, you're gonna have a better chance to win. That you win third downs if you do that. Can we can we borrow your defense this weekend? <laughs> yeah, boy, let's talk about Notre Dame. Let's yeah. do that. I, yeah, let's see. Did. So Ohio State, Ohio State, Notre Dame. I wasn't here though, Coach. Just give me your <laughs> give me your two minutes of why Notre Dame beats beats Ohio State this weekend. Sam Hartman, I'm done. Okay. All right. I, I I think he's the difference maker. And obviously Audric Audric has to in our offensive line. But but we've got to play defense. We we we've got to you know, dead gum. But Ohio State, I, I think we got the lead with a quarterback. I think we have a better quarterback than they do this time around. Right. Uh and you know, we gotta stop their receivers, but I, I feel pretty good about our, our defensive backs at this juncture. 
but we we do have to apply some pressure to that young quarterback. And I'm not saying, you know, we talked about the, the pass efficiency being important and and not necessarily getting sacks, but he needs to feel uneasy back there uh, and and hopefully get some throw some picks and some turnovers. So, but I I, I feel good. I I still think. I, I believe it's going to be a, a, a three-point ball game. I'm not oh, sure okay. which way. I, I I think it's going three points one way or the other. So last possession of the game type game. Could be. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the one thing, yeah, I think like he was saying, you know, really when you have Sam Hartman and, and then Audrick Estime, man, that guy has been something else, uh, you know, this season. But I think that the reason that I feel like I like them in this game is is – uh, their physicality that, you know, Notre Dame is, is more physical this season than I've seen them in a long time. And, and I think that they've taken on that defensive demeanor of their head coach. I just yeah. think that they're going to be uh, on another level, but I, I right here, I actually uh, in your game, I, I probably would go with, because it's a home game. I, I probably the edge goes to Kansas a little bit with me right. and Jalen Daniels, but this is another one of those games I wouldn't be overly uh, surprised if if BYU went in there and found a way to win it. You so know let me what ask I mean? you guys uh, a question: Do you guys think if BYU wins this game, how did the how does the rest of the season go for them? Because if they get on a roll, their next two games are at home. They play Cincinnati, yeah, and then they play Iowa State, right? Or I might have that backwards, but they oh, can yeah, they gonna, can be out in, the gate six six games without yeah. a loss if they win this and, game. And, and bomber, I, I, you know, Jason and I talked about this about BYU a lot from from back mm-hmm. when we were in Dallas at, at the right. Big Twelve Media Days, uh, and and we like what we heard, we like what we see, uh, and if they win this ball game, they're going to be tough to beat. Just I think my so opinion. too. Yeah, I think so too. I think if you look at it, yeah, the, you got Cincinnati at home. You know. Uh, we're gonna find out a little bit more about them. I thought that they were might be a little better uh, than than you know than, than we initially expected, and then they turn around and lost to Miami of Ohio last week at home. So yeah, that you was know I'm, I'll be there this weekend. I'll be able to tell you what they look like uh, coming into next week. But um, I think obviously you know they haven't played you know and and dealt with a game. It's gonna be a late game there too with Cincinnati at BYU next week. Uh, you go on the road after that to play at TCU. I think that um, I don't think that TCU is the same football team as last year. I think they're dangerous, right, right. but you know, and and but even if you were to, you know, let's say you get through, you've got Tech at home after that. You know, that's probably going to be another nighttime game. I would guess, right? Yes. Uh, depending on how they they open up a Big Twelve <laughs> play as well. But I think that you're probably going to end up with a couple of night games there. Then you go on the road to Texas. I think if you get to Texas with no more than one conference loss, you're in the thick of it where you need to be. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, think I think you're right. You, I think you're right. You know, even if you were to lose this weekend, if you take care of business the next three weeks, then, you know, you go into that Texas game and look, uh, Texas isn't unbeatable. I think that they're, I think that they have kind of shown both, you know, that, you know, they beat right. Alabama, and you know, one of the things I said last week is don't tell me how great you are and don't whine about not getting your flowers about winning on the road at Bama. Wyoming should have beat them first. Wyoming had them beat. 
Yeah, listen, they, it was 10 10 going into the fourth, right? Yeah. 10 10 no. going into the fourth. And, you know, they rattled off that points, but you can't, you can't just play that way and, and right. expect right. to. And this is, this is what Texas does a lot of times. So, again, we're, we're I'm of the opinion that you still got to show me when you're Texas. So, I, I'm just waiting for the game they piss down their leg. It's exactly. Coming. And that could definitely be against BYU. Yeah. Yeah. It could definitely it could be, be against anybody. It could be against anybody. They're going to piss it down. It could be this leg. week. It could be this week against Baylor, although I doubt it. Uh, because well, are Baylor, they at Baylor or are they in Austin? They're at Baylor. They're at Baylor. But Baylor's bad, man. Yeah. Baylor's Baylor is. Bad. They're disappointing this year. I, I, I don't know how Aranda gets through this season. To be honest, what I'll tell if you he stays, this, I'll be that, really kind of surprised. My concern is, is that you're going to get to that Oklahoma game where they're going to be on the road November 18th. Right. You don't have any more than two losses, and it's going to be very important for OU to win. And that's probably the toughest game that OU is going to get on the road this season. Uh, don't you think that game is going to draw some numbers? There's going to be some people watching that game. In oh, November, I, I think that game will be a big, big draw, for of sure. Course. You know, and and look, I I suspect that the BYU is going to be in it. It looks like it shapes up pretty good. You got some tough games coming up. Sure, Texas Tech. I don't think is you know. I think that they're better than I, I really think they ought to go to their backup quarterback. But I think that they're Amen, still a tough really. out. They you know they you know and they need to kind of turn it around sometimes. And this is a problem for tech is when they kind of have that this kind of uh season, this kind of start, it's it's rare that they flip it around. So right. I, I like Joey McGuire a lot, but but I think it's just one of those things that's really hard to um to change the culture in a place like Lubbock, right? I think it is. So uh, we'll find out. TCU again, I felt like they were gonna have a hangover anyway. I already know that they don't want to deal with the, with your fans there and so you guys are probably going to show up in droves in fort worth uh <laughs> that should be a fun uh, game as well well you heard what tcu did right they took yeah, all they their were trying to, trying to them from going right they did lock them down but if you saw us we, all those ex, extra market tickets we bought in arkansas there was a good i would say eight thousand fans in a seventy-five thousand a fan or stadium uh that might right. not seem like a light like a lot, but at the end of the game, you heard a lot of BYUs. That's all I'm saying. Right. So BYU travels and they pack stadiums. Oh, absolutely. No, no it's a, we've talked about it a lot before. It's kind of yeah. similar to Notre Dame. You know, they're a national brand, a national team right. that, that has a lot of fans everywhere, and that includes living in Dallas, Fort Worth. You know, right? Uh, right. They're all over the all over the world for that matter. So I expect a good. I expect a. You know, I, I think that, like I said, if you can get to that Texas game with no more than one loss, I think you're right in the thick of it, you yeah. know, and, if you know, so we'll we'll kind of wait and see. But I'm look, I haven't been uh, one of those folks that, that believes in the rest of the the newbies of the league right now. I think right. that UCF right. will have their day because of where they are recruiting wise and what they can do there. Um, I think Houston probably will as well when Dana's gone and then. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of feel the same way about Satterfield and Cincinnati, but but then again, you know he's he knows that you got to work the portal as well, and they're a proud program there. So we're gonna find out something about them this weekend. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna find out you know a little bit about the Bearcats. But hey, look, I'm excited about about what we're gonna about about this conference season getting started, man. I really right, no doubt, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think everybody. 
go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Finish. What I was you're just saying. gonna say I really appreciate you having me on your show, and it's not been nice to be part of your culture because I get to talk to these other people that are in these other schools and conferences, and that means a lot to me. So I, I just appreciate you inviting me, Jason. Man, I love having you on, Barman. Yeah. You're, you're one of my faves, man. And you're uh, awesome, dude. You guys' show has been awesome, uh, you know, as well. Uh, I wish I was I was be able to jump on with you guys more. Uh, yeah, know. I know we're really, but you and Coach are you know all over the place. So I, I totally yeah. understand why that is. But we probably could make a better effort, you and I, to do things yeah. a little bit different. So I, I'll I'll sort of go back to my uh, professor uh, desk and see if I can't work it out. We can do more shows yeah, together. Let's figure something out. <laughs> yeah, let's figure something out to to at least one or the other gets us on weekly or something like that. I think that I'm, would I'm be cool. Start doing these um these these game day uh, deals every week, you know, and actually okay. we'd love to have wild youth on as well. You know, uh, it, they've got some big games coming up as well. Absolutely. You know, we, we'd like to have him come on as well and, and talk to us a little bit about Utah. I, I'm okay. a fan of coach wit and, and what they've done as a program as well. So, and even immaculate and, and uh, Mo and too. I mean, I like, I like your, I like your whole crew of guys that, that are on your show a lot, man. They, they do a good job. They they really do. I've got the best group, and um, yeah. I wouldn't be near as I wouldn't be having as fun, much fun if they weren't part of it. So I want I need to pass pass on a message from Immaculate. He really wants to do more shows like this. So if you're okay. looking for somebody for analysis and stuff, definitely send him a DM and, and Twitter, and no, he would actually, love I'm to be more send active. Him an invite as well. Um, uh, we're I'm going to be on for a little while longer. Coach isn't okay. so. Um, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll actually send him a. I'll send him a uh, an invite right now if he's willing to come I'll, on. I'll so. send him a text right now and let him know you're looking for him. Okay. Okay, cool. guys. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm headed. I'm headed to go coach my uh, potential Super Bowl team. Okay. All right. I got a little flag football team that uh, I love it. My, my grandson plays on, and so we got practice here coming up pretty quick. So uh, we need- got our we got our butts kicked in our scrimmage the other night, twenty four to six in a scrimmage. But That's hell, how you we win, lost. Though. But but you know what? We lost last year's scrimmage too, and ended up in the Super Bowl. So we 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 use our scrimmage to learn about ourselves, not like those other groups that are trying to win the scrimmage and think that's the damn Super Bowl. <laughs> so, Jason, well, I need you to get me coach's address, okay? Okay, yeah. Because I need to send him a, I need to send him a rally flag, too. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. I'll, awesome. I'll get that for you. Okay. Okay. And, uh, have coach, a good one, guys. All right, coach, we'll see you later, Coach. You okay. Go Irish. Jason, when are you leaving? <laughs> uh, Tomorrow, I got to be out of here by about 10 at the latest, I think. Okay. Okay. Hey, I hope it all goes really well and be safe. And and lastly, go Irish. All right. We'll go see you Irish later, Coach. Good to see you. Thank guys. you. Good seeing all you. Right. All right. Talk to you soon. All right, Jason. I got to go. Um, yeah. Hey, but, uh, tell everybody real quick how to find you there before oh, you yeah, take off. Oh, yeah. So um, I got a couple shows on YouTube, Big 12 Mafia and The Holy Rivals. Uh, uh, both of them cover college football wall-to-wall. We don't discriminate. Talk about everything. Got a bunch of stuff on realignment that we talk about. We talk about high-level news type items, not just ball games. Um, so if you're interested, you could follow me on Twitter. It's at B12 Mafia, B12 Mafia, and uh, just check me out. Follow me there, and we'll sort of go for it. Hey, awesome, man! I, and again, we appreciate having you on. And I will send that over real quick. Uh, okay, to, great. Uh, 
to, all right we'll see you guys later you want to jump on all right have a uh have a good weekend good luck oklahoma and hey, yeah. uh we'll talk to you soon excited i haven't been to a game since last year so i'm excited ready to rock and roll uh, i'm excited for you have fun all right man thank okay, you have a good we'll one see you later peace uh-huh bye-bye <laughs> thanks again to nathan bomber brown and the coach for coming in folks uh kg thank you for coming into the show and i know and and thank you for being uh you know putting up with a lot of this stuff this is kind of what you're going to get here but folks let's go a little easy on the conversation here okay uh uh chicken do me a favor there don't go too far with it with the conversation okay and same with you it's it's listen it is what it is and uh look you're welcome into our show anytime, but you just know that you are going to catch some stuff for Lincoln. And I don't know what you would expect. Otherwise the guy's been taking shots at OU since he left. And, uh, you know, and this last week, you know, have seeing that interview upset a lot of people because, you know, there's no police reports out there about these supposed death threats or breaking into their home and all that kind of stuff. And then of course they lived in a gated community, which seems, seems odd to me. Uh, but, um, he continues to talk about Oklahoma an awful lot in a, in a negative way. And so this is kind of what you're going to get here. Um, just kind of the way it is. And I don't really, you know, I, I think the guy's pretty slimy and I think at some point you'll, you'll understand what we're talking about, but uh, Hey, thanks a lot, everybody for coming in. I hope you did hit that like button or even the dislike button on your way in. Uh, I would like to again, thank our guests so far um, that have been here. David Neal, the coach, obviously, you know, being my co-host, we love having him on uh, and his uh, his insight into into college football. And then, you know, enjoy having Bomber on as well. I am going to go ahead and send that invite. Uh, hey, Shardy, are you still here? Um, love to have you on if you want to jump in as well. But I'm going to get uh, – what I'm going to do is get uh, Immaculate to come on real quick as well. He is an Iowa fan. We could talk a little Big Ten, which most of us are uh, not huge fans of, I know. But uh, let's see. Where's all Immaculate? Where is he? There he is. Just going to let him know there. Uh, another way that you can, of course, support the show, everybody. Um, no hate from my end. Love all you guys. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate you saying that, man. No no worries. Yeah, I know. And it is good. I was just messing around mostly, but you know that. And, hey, now I'm not hating anything. I'm not. I'm not. I understand. And I just, I agree that I understand why, you know. Uh, why? Hey, there's my son. My son. Y'all get him. <laughs> get this one. This is my son, CJ. Uh, welcome to the show, kid. Uh, glad to have you on. Why didn't we talk? We did talk about Coach Prime. You came in late, obviously. Uh, Coach Prime has done his thing. You know, they got a, a tough game coming up tomorrow or on Saturday against Oregon on the road. Uh, this is their biggest test of the season so far. Next, the week after that, they will have USC as well. Uh, yeah, but we talked about them 30 minutes ago. If you weren't late, you'd have caught it all. You know, you're just going to have to, you know, it's how it is, son. Uh, 
Um, am I the only one that found it funky that a bomber would want an address? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, yo. That was funny, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Give give CJ a hard time as much as possible, though. Not thanks, son, for coming in. Uh, if you'd like to join the show, I'd love to introduce you to everybody. Um, but um, so I'm gonna actually drop that in here. I'm gonna drop that in there, CJ. If you want to jump on, you can. Um, Shoddy, if you're still here, hop in, and we'll talk a little bit. We'll see if we get immaculate over here. Here in a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah, but we do. Uh, hey, look, if you would like to support the show, we have multiple ways for you to do so. Uh, you know, hey, become a channel member first and foremost. You know, you can do that. Uh, just by you know for the the price of well about half the price of one of your starbucks coffees jump on and uh go to cfb dash pod slash join uh become a channel member a member of the big 12 mafia uh you know for just three dollars a month um you can become a member of the mafia lots of perks that come with that uh part of our discord you can get some of our members only um, content that, that we put out there. I've been doing some writing a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm, there's going to be some stuff that will be for members only coming up soon. We will have some members only streams once a month. In fact, we're going to do a members only stream next week uh, after I get back from Cincinnati. So, uh, hey, if you want to get in on that, make sure that you jump in there. Again, it's at CFB pod on YouTube uh, backslash join. Uh, you know, uh, again, it's less than half the cost of one of your Starbucks coffees and it helps the channel so very much. We also have official podcast merchandise, including our SUC wear, our horns down gear as well. And uh, along with quite of other things, you know, our Hall of Fame Mafia shirts, there's the five B's of Oklahoma as well. Get in there, check that out. It's hofmedia.us slash pod dash merch right above me on the right side of your screen. If you are one of those tailgaters, you like smoking meat or cooking on the grill, make sure to go check out Louisiana Grills through our link and get $100 off all grills that are within their black label line. Uh, unbelievable uh, equipment there. You know, you can, uh, they make smoking very easy with their apps and some of their other stuff. It's amazing, amazing stuff. And then, of course, your official license gear. Hey, hofmedia.us slash fanatics get up to 65% off everything for your favorite team just by using that link. Um, you know, up to 65% off. A lot of times you get free shipping. You're not going to get a better deal on the fanatics website anywhere else than through our link. Make sure you check that out as well. Hey, the free way to make sure that you're supporting the channel, just make sure you hit that like button. Like I said, wipe your feet before you come in this house. All right. Thanks a lot for everybody coming in here. Um, let's talk a little bit about Oklahoma this weekend. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about it on the show last night with, uh, you know, talking about Danny Okoye uh, making his commitment to the Sooners. Another huge get, by the way, for this Brent Venables, Todd Bates staff, the, you know, these guys, Miguel Chavis, these dudes know what they're doing on the recruiting trail, right? and on that defensive line. Um, 
it's been pretty impressive to watch, you know, and, you know, they, they were getting there and, and getting in the house to be able to talk to some of these kids. But a lot of folks were starting to get a little antsy of them not getting them home. To me, I feel like this is, you know, that they've made quite a bit of progress to get there, you know, coming off of a six and seven season. Right. Um, again, I would tell you that Danny Okoye, they said that, you know, we were talking, and if you were watching Ty's show, he was talking about how Nick Saban made sure to, you know, make a beeline over to him when he was at Alabama, let him know how much, how important he would be to the, to the Crimson Tide. So beating these guys for guys like David Stone, for guys like Nigel Smith, who I still believe is the five-star talent as well. He's six foot five, 260 pounds right now as a high school kid, dominating at that level. He is one of those versatile guys. You know, you can either play the two technique, two and three technique, or you can move him out to the outside to the DN. But Danny Okoye is another one of those guys. Violent, plays with violence, speed, and strength. And, uh, you know, when you add that to the guys that they already had there, you know, what a freaking amazing line. The power line that they've been talking about, man. And this is just, uh, I can only imagine what this team is going to look like in a couple of years defensively. Which we know going into the S to the SEC, it takes more than a fancy offense like what you have out there at SC or SUC, as we say. Uh, you know, and I think there's a reason why Lincoln ran off from that. Nobody's unhappy that he's gone. Everybody's happy that Brent Venables is in the house. Now, Nigel Smith and Okoye are both five stars. I, I agree. I think that they're both five star talents. Again. You know, and if you're not one of those guys that hits a lot of camps and stuff like that, it's going to be hard for you to get that five-star status. If you're not paying to go to the 247 camps and, the, and and all of them, rivals and stuff, that's a lot of the way that they get that. Now, when you're as good as they are, they're obviously going to put you up there. I wouldn't be super surprised as the season goes on if you ended up seeing a couple of those guys become five-stars, either one of them or both, Right. I do really feel like, uh, you know, you've got, uh, well, uh, give me the name of the, oh man, I'm, I'm freaking forgetting the guy from that, uh, plays with Stoney there at IMG, but, oh, Jaden, there's another guy that, you know, he was in the three stars, but he, if you, every time I've watched David Stone play, I'm always blown away by what Jaden does. He's unbelievable, right? So it's exciting to see this thing coming together. Uh, you know, the <laughs> it's just been a lot of fun to watch, man. A lot of fun to watch. Let's see. Now, coming up into this weekend, uh, from what I was from what I've been can tell from talking and, and seeing some of the stuff that you see out of uh Cincinnati Twitter and uh of course on YouTube as well, is that they're going to struggle in the secondary, and they really, they've done a good job with uh, stopping the run a little bit, I think. But of course, they hadn't played a great running team yet either. That being said, they they haven't done a great job with pass pass rush, and when you don't have a great pass rush, and you're a little suspect in the secondary, I expect that Oklahoma needs to come out firing. Uh, as I was saying on the show yesterday uh, with Jay and Coop, I would not push the issue of trying to establish the run first. 
I would it, whatever they're going to give you and whatever you can get first. I would go after the pass first, you know, get them on their heels. Then you can worry about, you know, balancing it out with the run. They have done a good job so far in balance. And I expect that that's just kind of going to be held. Yeah. Jaden Jackson has been unbelievable. Right. Um, but I think that that's what, this is what you want to see. And as we were talking about on Chris's show on Saturday, this is where you expect to see this maturity kind of come out. I'm looking forward to being there in the stadium. I've heard that Nipper Stadium is an amazing place to go watch a game. Uh, Cincinnati's got, you know, they have, they, you know, that's a proud program. And, of course, this being their first game in the Big 12, I expect that you're going to get all the effort that you could possibly get out of it. This is where Oklahoma needs to continue to do what they've done already, right? They've already, at, up to this point, they've been very good uh, at, doing what they need to do, beating teams the way they need to beat them. If you're better, you need to go in there and handle business, right? Um, and I feel like that's one of the things. Let it fly. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm with you. I, I don't think that, you know, there's more than one way, you know, to skin a cat. And and there's a lot of ways to get this done. I, it's like we were talking about last night. I still feel like if you, you don't have to force feed your running backs you know, to run up the middle, get them on the edges, you know, get them into the bubble screens and stuff like that. If they're not great from side to side, you need to make sure that you're making them move side to side like Coop was talking about. But again, my thing is, is that you go out there and you and you just, you know, treat it like a business trip. Get out there and handle your business and, you know, show that you do have, you know, that you're able to get out there no, don't play with your food. Go, go kick their ass and, and let's get it going. You know, it's, it, you don't have to do the vanilla stuff anymore at this point. It's conference season. It's time to get after it and, and get every win that you possibly can. If there is an opportunity for this Oklahoma team to make the, you know, the big 12 championship and possibly the, the CFP, they're going to have to not lose more than one game. And that means that you got to beat Texas or you can't lose to anyone else, you know? So this is the first step at that, you know, and, and that's the whole deal. You need to be in that conference championship game. And, and I feel like that's what the, what's needs to happen for this football team moving forward. I really do. Uh, you know, I think, and I honestly think that that Texas needs to step up and be in that conference championship game as well. I don't think that BYU is, is going to be an easy out. I'm not sure that Cincinnati is going to be an easy out either. And we know that K-State's not going to be. But with K-State losing to uh, Missouri last week, it kind of showed a little chink in the armor. It, it made me wonder why they kind of let them hang around the way they did. And it, it to me, it looked like Drink was trying to give the damn thing away all the way down to the end. Hey, gee, if he wasn't a, uh, afraid of the SEC, he wouldn't be at USC. <laughs> Playing as simple. He's gotten drugged by the SEC in that playoff, and, and he knows what's going to happen with his offense there. His mentor was getting drugged most of the time there, too. One oh for 12 weeks. Hey, yep, you got to go 1-0 and for 12 weeks. Hey, we'll see what happens there, right? We'll see what happens there. And um, I'm going to tell you, man, I don't see that in this season, I, I think that, uh, KG, I'm going to tell you, I think that they lose minimum three, but I've been saying eight and four, and I, I see that going down. That's just going to be how it is. You guys don't have enough defense, and, you know, they, they've proven that when you get in a close game, you could, they can lose. So uh, we're, that's, that's my prediction there for your boy. 
Riley's a good offensive coach. He is. He's a good offensive coach. He's not great at anything else. He's not great at anything else. They're not great on special teams. Uh, you know, he's a great OC. He's not, he's look, man. We've seen this movie before. That's all I'm gonna say to you. That's all I'm gonna say to you guys, man. Uh so tied. Welcome to the show. Uh how do you say that? I'll get a real some. I'm just gonna call you Tide, man. Yeah, no, you don't. You haven't played anybody to show that, right? You played the worst team in Power Five, and Nevada actually had more yards and points on you than they did against a freaking FCS team. We'll see at the end of the year what kind of defense they got. It's not gonna change. I, I, I'm gonna tell you, man. <laughs> we've seen this movie an awful lot of times. An awful lot of times. We will wait and see. We will wait and see. But uh, yeah, they've got an electric. Uh, They've got an electric returner. Hey, I'll tell you what. They, uh, when it comes to offensive guys and stuff, but, you know, they'll make some mistakes there on, on special teams too. Again, we've seen this game. We've seen this movie before. But, uh, you know, we're not going to make this about, about those guys this week. We're just not going to do it. All right. They do have some amazing offensive weapons, man. And that, I'll tell you what, that, uh, that freshman – Oof, what a good – he's unreal. And and Caleb Williams, I, I've said it. I still think he's the best player in college football if, you know, aside from possibly Travis Hunter. You know, i just seen it. I've just seen it. Yeah, we've seen it, as Jay would say. Major injuries, worried about UCF. Yeah, you think that's going to go down? So what's up with that? You think – I don't think that – but I'm not sure that Plumlee's going to be back for this game, right? I don't think he is. He was out, and, and you know, he can't throw either. So I wouldn't – I'm telling you, I think that that Boise State game, I mean, they they escaped with that kick and everything else, but I think they're going to have a rough time. I really do. I think they're going to have a rough time. And so, uh, you know, this first season out. Now, I do expect UCF to be a major, a major pain in the ass for everybody moving forward as they – you know, get better recruits and get that bump that you're starting to see some of these other teams get. And and recruiting out of Florida, they've already done a good job with some of the guys that are, you know, kind of the leftover guys or whatever, you know. Uh, <clears throat> the only thing that I would say about, you know, talking about Bear Alexander is the guy plays 30 snaps, you know, and they don't have a, you know, there's not a ton of, of depth there. Right. And how do you let some of the guys like, how do you let, you know, someone like Uyunglele get out of town, you know, from your defense there, you know, and you, <laughs> to me, that's, that's tough. You know, you let him get off to, to Oregon instead, Mateo, that's crazy to me. You know, and that tells you a lot about what people think about the way they play defense around there. And that's where you're going to struggle. You're Listen, you're going to have a great quarterback all the time because he is the quarterback whisperer. Uh, he definitely, I, I would tell you that he's, you're always going to have a good quarterback and you're going to scheme offense as good as anybody. No doubt about it. Defensively, you know, Alex Grinch hasn't, hasn't been good anywhere. They, you know, they wanted to burn his damn house down at Ohio State. You know, and and OU fans were about there too, at that point. So I that's my thing. 
you know. Yeah. Against who, though? Against who, Cog? Against who? You know, that we're going to find out. We're going to find out here. They still haven't beaten Utah, and he's gotten against them twice with the Heisman Trophy winner, couldn't beat Utah. Um, you know, they didn't have to play Washington or Oregon. Washington is a problem for everybody. If there's a wide receiver room that rivals the one at Ohio State, it's a it's at UW. Pete Penix is legit. He's been unbelievable, right? And they have an unbelievable receiving core. Texas, I would say, is another one of those schools that has an unbelievable receiving core as well. You know, um, yeah, look, there's uh it's it's big time. <laughs> we'll see, right? And in a defense, we're getting back to those days. Yeah, I'm excited about that. That's uh, you know, when you look at you've got you now have five blue chip defensive linemen in this class alone, you know. Um, and then you had a blue chip defensive lineman, the a, a five star plus guy in last class as well, and PJ Adabawari, you know, um, Peyton Bowen as well, who's our, I think he's going to be a freshman All American. I think that he's he looks better and better week after week. And, uh, yeah, OU's going to be the real deal on defense. Definitely. <clears throat> tell us about – Ty, tell me what's going on with Alabama. Uh, you know, are they going to get it together and, and be Ole Miss this weekend? What's your thoughts on that? That was one of the games that – I think that that's another – I think – my question would be to you guys in the, in the audience too about about that game. And you saw where I don't know if you guys all saw where kind of you know Lane Kiffin being Lane Kiffin uh, definitely was trying to uh, troll a little bit and and he actually got <laughs> he actually got Coach Saban to acknowledge it, um, talking about who was calling the plays on defense last week. Uh, and it kind of pissed Coach Saban off, and you know he was doing that on purpose, which I think is funny. Uh, but uh, all right, man, have a good one. I would say good luck, but we don't want y'all to win. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he's going to beat beat him or not either. I, I think that, and it, it kind of that's that was the question I was going to ask is with all this trolling, and he seems to do it once a year or whatever, and you know trying to get under Saban's skin or in everybody's skin for that matter, which I love that about Kevin, by the way. But at some point, you're going to need to win one of these games, right? I kind of feel like that's one of those things that you're going to have to win one of these games. So uh, that's just kind of my deal. <coughs> um, I wouldn't be super surprised if they don't, but what? as I said, you know, they just seem to come up small. Miss seems to come up small in these games, and it is in Tuscaloosa. I don't think that the one thing that I would say is, and I'm going to ask you again, Todd, what you think about this, but what is it with, with, uh, I mean, if you're going to use Milrow, you don't want him just throwing. I would want him running the ball. Let him go be who he is. And Tommy Reese isn't doing that. I didn't, doesn't make sense to me. I would hope that, uh, they get that together. Cause I still expect them to win the West, but the more I see games, the more I see that quarterback room, the less I like it. 
you know. We expecting real Bama to show up, but I wouldn't bet on it at all. Yeah, well, I definitely wouldn't do that. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, and that's what you kind of want, right? I mean, it, I kind of think about the – I would not call McNamara a great quarterback either at, at Michigan, right? But he can throw it deep, and, you know, they're going to run the, – they're going to establish the run and just kind of ugly the game up. When they had to, you know, hit him deep when nobody was expecting him to do it against Ohio State, what did they do? He threw deep balls, right? I thought that that was, that was smart on that play or a, a, in that having that thought pattern and doing it that way. But uh, that's just my feelings on it. I, I, I do feel like that's one of those deals where they, they should be. That's the kind of game plan I would want if I'm Nick Saban right now. Let's, let's ugly this game up. Let's take our shots deep when we can. And, you know, you still, I mean, because, you, again, you've got the number one talent roster in the country, period. So <clears throat> it seems odd to me that you wouldn't, right? The line is a problem too, though. I think, yeah, I think that they're a little bigger. Uh, you know, they're big, but they don't seem to move very well, right? But I don't think they've put him in great positions, right? And he didn't get to play much last week, if at all. What was up with that? There, there's people saying that he got suspended or something like that. Do you believe that? I tend to doubt it. He was awfully hyped up on the sidelines for you know for Ty Simpson whenever he that touchdown last week pretty weird it doesn't seem like him either but i don't know i don't know man i just think that i think that more than anything they're just they have a problem mccarthy is who i meant but mcnamara is now the is now the guy at iowa you're right you're right you're right what's up coach i you want to jump on jump on uh i wanted to ask you a little bit about Bama and stuff too, and uh, what's going on with Georgia this week, as well as some of these other SEC games. I want to talk to you about South Carolina and FSU. Jump in here, please. The mafia wants to hear from you. All right, yeah. Let's see, uh, kind of take a look in here. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? 25, we've got 32, eh, 32 likes. We've had upwards of, let's see who else has been in there. There he is, Coach I. Into the show. Coach what I, up? Man, how you doing? Hey, man, just got off of David's show, man. Hey, man, what y'all talking about up in here, man? We are talking a little bit of everything. We went, we've kind of went through, uh, we talked a little bit about that Ohio State Notre Dame game. I was going to get your pick on that. Mm, uh, nice. We also, okay. also talked about a little bit of that CU Oregon game as well. We had David come on here right before he met up with you, and uh, so good, good stuff there as well. Um, Steve B. Hank Kim, what's good? Mars, what up? Everybody's everybody's showing you the love. Why is it always so dead in here? It's not dead in here, man. We usually yeah. talk a lot of trash, bro. <laughs> hey, man. We usually talk a lot of trash. And I was trying to keep it a little chill because the <laughs> SD guy generally gets people wound up in here. And yeah. A little, it was getting a little crazy. But no, man, look, 
I'm excited about the week. I think this is a this hell is, of a week for college football, right? I listen, I mean, if you just go on based off the slate of games, this is the best week so far. You know, I mean, I think so. There's six think... top 25 matchups. Come on, man. This is college yeah. football, baby. A lot of really good football, man. I mean, and let's, uh, yeah, we can run through that that little list there. I mean, hell, you've got, and you know, I would say that Clemson just out of the top twenty-five at this point, but that's Even, another one. You know, that would be. Listen, especially how Florida State looked last Saturday. Chicken, what up? Little, weird, I was wondering. Right? I was going to ask out there. I was going to ask where Chicken was, but he says that he was in timeout. Okay, yeah, what Chicken he wasn't in timeout. <laughs> <laughs> he was not in timeout. It wouldn't surprise me, Chicken, my guy. Uh, he, he was a little. You're not in timeout, Chicken. <laughs> Crazy. I just, it's that one word that I saw you throw in there. I was just warning you a little bit. Hey, <laughs> all right. That Utah UCLA game. Listen, UCLA beat Utah last season. I think that's a big time listen, game as well. I think that's one of the games that people are sleeping on, to be real with you. I do too. I do too. Well, when you've got, you know, you've got the uh, obviously the Ohio State Notre Dame game. I mean, that's, that's the marquee game of the weekend for big sure. Facts. You mm-hmm. know, two teams in the top 10. And then obviously, you know, <laughs> hey, CU is taking. Taking the the country by storm, uh, yes. and they're up to nineteen going into Autzen Stadium at Oregon. Oh, it's down to nineteen because it started out at twenty one. Mm. Now listen, man, it's uh, you know. Oh no, I don't. No, I was saying they're. Oh, you talking about the rank, Dag? Okay, yeah, I they're, they're, talking about the three, they're a three touchdown dog, and I think that okay. that's wild. Oh, I, I took them to cover. Wild, I took them to cover. Easy. I I do too, and and I'm not positive <laughs> that they win. I think that that's one no. of the hardest places in the country to win games, Re- regardless of who you are. They're gonna be there in the end of it. I don't think that. I think that yeah. they're gonna take it down. I you know I could see maybe losing by ten. I, I would probably max it out there. I think that they're gonna have yeah. an opportunity late in the game, though. When you saw what they did against Texas Tech. That's what I'm saying. So I did a show with Ryan, uh, my guy, Oregon guy, and David. I talked about that a little bit. Uh, I went back and watched that Oregon-Texas Tech game, and I can tell you this. Dan Landon likes to blitz his linebackers, you know, uh, but every defensive coordinator, defensive head coach, defensive-minded head coach wants to get pressure with just three or four. And I can tell you, against Texas Tech, if they wasn't bringing five or extra pressure from somewhere, they wasn't getting home. And you can't not get home against Shadur. You know what I'm saying? you got to get pressure on Shadur. So I told – I feel like this. Colorado's going to be the best offense that Oregon has seen. And Oregon's going to be the best defense that Colorado has seen. That's what I think is going to happen. So – yeah, definitely. I and I think so too. But I think that they also gave up a lot of points. Of course, it was on the road, but they gave up a lot of points to tech and a quarterback that is not as good as Shador. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. I think uh, like I said, I think this is gonna be a shootout. Um, I'm thinking like, you know, mid forties to mid thirties type deal. Um I just don't I don't know. Colorado definitely doesn't need to start slow. The one thing I told David on his side is I, I do wonder anytime you have a super huge emotional win and then you yeah. come out the next week. I mean, they're 18 flat. to 22 year olds. Yeah. I mean, look at how Texas came out against whoever, you know, sisters of the poor they played right after Alabama. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, yeah. and while CSU wasn't that elite of a team. It was still a very emotional game. I mean, he almost got to come into blows before the game. You had to hit on Travis Hunter. You had, I mean, it was a double overtime thriller. Come on, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So going to, oh, the chicken going to, the, ain't you going to that, Jason? 
I am. I am. I'm going to okay. see chicken out there when I get there, man. It's cool. Because you're doing a live stream, right? Out there? Are you setting up somewhere? I am going to set up out there, I think. Uh, we're going to see what, what happens. with. I, I think I should be able to set up, though, uh, getting uh, just because the, the hotel is right outside of the campus there. Okay. Apparently, you got to walk in. So I don't know. It, it, we'll probably do an early live stream, uh, mm -hmm. but it's an early game, too. So it's, uh, you know, we'll probably jump in there, do an early live stream. Uh, but I, a lot of what I was trying to do today was kind of get some clips that I can throw together so that yeah. I can, you know, we can jump on, we can have some interviews already in there and stuff because, you know, it's kind of a pregame show for what we're doing on that. So, yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's cool, cool. But yeah, listen, uh, we're excited, man. I'm excited to get to meet Chicken and, and some of the, and I hope, you know, I get to meet some more of the mafia out there. I think Lori yeah. may, may be out there as well. So, dope, uh, we'll dope, dope. We'll see kind of what happens. Yeah, it'll be kind of cool. I've been to Cincinnati. Um, I'm excited, cool, man. Town. I'm excited. Cool, cool town. A lot of hills in Cincinnati, so be be careful where you're there. Park. Yeah, because yeah. I hear Ohio's <laughs> kind of flat. You know, I, I've, no, been, uh, since, I, I haven't been outside of Cincinnati, but Cincinnati's like when I went, it was uh uh one of my best friends' sister was going grad like master's program at Cincinnati. I just remember everywhere we went, it was a hill. I'm like, ah, we got to park on the hill everywhere we go. <laughs> so right. But, <laughs> I used to have a friend. I used to have a friend that was uh that that lived out there in Cincinnati. Mm, okay. uh, in fact, he was my co-host last year. He lives in Phoenix now, but um, yeah, he used to live out there in, in Cincinnati as well. He said he liked it out there. So it's uh, yeah. uh, I don't know about that. Have you tried the skyline chili and all that kind of stuff? Uh, no. Did you try it while you were out there? I didn't try. Nah. It. I didn't try Listen. It. That know. time I was just kind of in and out. I actually have been to another part of Ohio though. Like, uh, what is the part that LeBron is from? We played in his uh, my eight. Akron, bro, you talking about don't, don't go there, bro. It's nothing. Jo Joakim <laughs> Noah wasn't lying, bro. There's nothing to do. No, no it's, it, it, it's hard to be worse than Cleveland, but it is. But, dog, no, I'm telling you, I was like, bro, there is nothing out here, bro. It's just basketball. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, man, some big matchups this weekend, dog. I'm so looking forward to this Saturday. Hey, no, awesome. you money line on my parlay. Y'all, you guys are 14 and a half or 16 and a half favorites? Which, which one? It was 14 and a half is what 14, I saw earlier. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's what half. I saw last night uh, when I was on with Shoddy. So, um, okay. Okay. It, yeah. I, yeah, think yeah. I think they should uh, look. Here's that's the thing. A hard, hard game to read. I know, I, I, you guys are going to win. They're, but. They're, they're tough. They're, where their best is probably in stopping the run. Mm -hmm. But they're not very good in rushing the quarterback, and they're not very good in the secondary. So it, you know, I feel like I know that they want to try to establish the running game. I think that the best way to do that in this case, and this is what I, we were talking about last night on the show, uh, on Jay Show as well, was I think that you got to go out there and, and freaking hit them deep early. Uh, go out there and hit the freaking passes, and that'll that. Hey, look, that'll get them out of the box. That'll back those safeties up because uh, yeah, if you right. can't if you can't take shots past 20, 25 yards, those safeties are going to keep creeping up. And that, I mean, you want them initially to creep up so you can hit them over the top. But if you can't sure. go long and stretch that box, those safeties well, in the box is not what you want. That's what I mean. You get out there, you hit and And, you know, there's other ways. I've always been a fan of, you know, being a spread guy since I was in high school. Uh, you know, we threw the ball a lot, but in. And a lot of people, well, you need to run more, you need to run more. And there were times that you do need to run more. 
But I also feel like you can you can be creative with your you know hitting the underneath routes, get hit your running backs out of the backfield, and that can be a part of your running game. Yeah, you screen know, games. And, yeah, yeah, screens, bubbles. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of little pitch outs and things like that, and and even just you know your little wheel routes for for running backs and stuff. I think that mm-hmm. one of the things that I've liked the most is uh, about Jeff Levy's offense is he does a lot of those screens, you know, around the line of scrimmage. So I I like to see that. And I think that that's the best, you know, but the one way, if you're going to be, it, you can't just try to force feed running backs through the whole, uh, through the line, you know, through the interior yeah. of the line. When you've got Dante Corleone there, you know, <laughs> that, that dude's a monster, you know, he's a monster. So, you know, and they, they've got, they've, they've got a really good defensive line. So that's, I, to me, what? I think that you have to try to draw them up and hit them deep early on. And I think that the passing game has been, Solid. I mean, shoot. Yeah, I mean, Dylan Gabriel's been on fire, man. He's been a he's been an assassin and surgical so far. So yeah, and Sensei, man, I think we're seeing uh, the difference between what he, what Luke Fickle did, and what uh, what Jimbo did in Florida State. Jimbo leaves Florida State bare and 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 in a, in shambles because there was no foundation. But Fickle obviously left the foundation in Sensei. Not to say that they're as good, but they didn't just fall apart. You know what I'm saying? As soon as he left, they did have to replace about sixty percent of their team, though. So that's the I, only I mean, thing. But that's still a good. That's even more to his. You know. Uh, credit you know what i'm saying to the fact yeah. that they're still good in the run and they lost that many people right and i think that well and i think that after they lost to miami of ohio last week you it, that was probably them looking ahead uh it was you know you, you know, got full, you know you've got their full attention now this is their first big 12 game uh you know but i think this is where you know and this is something k chris and i talked about last week on his show is this is where if you're oklahoma you need to you, you need to show that you you can go out there and handle your business in a game like this. This is a game that you need to win. This is a game that you need to cover in, you know. Uh yeah. there's no way that they're anywhere near as talented uh whether at any position other than probably right at that defensive tackle position with Dante Corleone. Anywhere else, you don't they don't have the edge. Yeah, you I know, think in the first so, quarter, you know, with the new rules, uh, the the first down rules where the clock doesn't stop. Not not a lot of teams are getting a lot of possessions, you know what I'm saying? So I could see first quarter Maybe going into mid second quarter of this game is you know you guys are up like you know seventeen to seven or something like that and then at the end of the day man y'all just got more Jimmys and Joes than they do <laughs> exactly so this is where you want to see them you know we and we've talked about this is one of the things that I've been pleasantly surprised with or I'm not necessarily surprised but that they that Oklahoma has gone and done what they need to do against inferior opponents and this is what exactly. you want to see them go do on the road. First real road test. You got to go and handle your business. You know, you know, yeah. show some, you know, show some maturity. Get out there, handle your business, and, and get out of there. It's a business yep. trip for sure. It's a, right? it's definitely a business trip. So, and uh, I guess nobody you would rather have at the helm other than maybe Kirby Smart than Brent Vittables going against a, a team that wants to run. Right. Those two guys just do not like teams to run on them. <laughs> No, and I, I think that that's where you kind of worry about their quarterback is he can run a little bit, right? Yeah. You know, he's going to be able to run a little bit. You saw him a little bit at Florida. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you got to make Emory Jones pass the ball. You got to make say. him a passer, man. You got to make him a passer. Him, keep him in contain and make him throw, beat you throwing the ball, and we have a good day. If he gets his legs going, then that's the, that's how they stay. Like you said, that, that adds to the run game. But, yeah, make him sit in that pocket. 
Keep your rush lane containment, you know, stay disciplined to your rush lanes, man, and make this dude throw the ball. That's that's a recipe yeah. for I think you have a, I think you have a good day. If you do yeah. that, you can keep him from, you know, getting outside the pocket and, and hurting you with his legs. I think you have a good day. Big uh, facts, you know, man. so, you know, and that was definitely one of the things that the first game of the Big 12 last year, you know, against <laughs> – Against Adrian Martinez was a long day for Oklahoma, you know, and they they barely lost the game, but yeah. I mean, you know, giving up like a third and twenty seven. This is where, obviously, I think that this defense is is night and day better than the one from a year ago, yeah. and you know that the, they understand the three three five. They have some bodies that can deal with the three three five now. Uh, you know, they have mm-hmm. they have the, the guys that can do it. So. I'm excited about that, but we got to see it now. You know, it's hard to take that step. And that's why I said, you know, you want to be mature enough to get in there and handle your business. So that's that's my yep. thought on it. Uh, I'm excited about it, though. I think that this is a, I think this is a big year for OU. Um, you know, and it looks like it's kind of wide open out there, man. It really does. Hey, I can't lie, dog. It, it looks like it's about ten teams, that, 10, 15 teams, maybe. You never. Nobody has looked dominant in every single game. If I like somebody asked me if I had to name a number one right now, based off of what they've done and who they've done against, I say it have to be Washington. Oh, like Washington, yeah, Washington absolutely clobbered boys. I think that they, I think that Penix is probably the Heisman leader right now at this point, bro. They have a, they are they have a struggle with anybody, you know, no, <laughs> so they like, have, and they, they played two power, you know, they played a, a power five team on the road and. God, they whack. I know Mel Tucker got fired and all, but they waxed Michigan State. They beat Boise like they stole something. I mean, yeah. So uh, I don't know. They're going at it. I guess uh, the Ale- Ale- Jason White's most recent doesn't belong. Well, it doesn't to him. belong to him. What do you mean by I, that? I'm I'm assuming Heisman winners at Oklahoma. Or did Jason Why White did it belong to him? Didn't belong to uh, they got also though, but AD got screwed out of the Heisman next year, so yeah, you know, freaking unbelievable freshman year, and they just didn't give the Heisman to freshmen back then, yeah. So, but yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this weekend, dog. It's a big college for AD starting right now with Georgia State and Coastal. See, I'm the type of guy that when I get off here, I'm gonna watch that, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the same way, I'm the same way, bro. I'll watch it all. I'm going to be on the road early tomorrow, but I've got more stuff to do tonight, but I'm going to be watching football for sure. Bro, that's, <laughs> for all, sure. that's always. It's not what I'm doing this on the weekends. It's where I'm doing it. Where are you doing it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, did you get your rest back in since you got back from listen, uh, bro, Athens? Listen, normally me and Stat Guy are up doing some kind of content or talking about college football till about 2 a.m. every night. This week, bro, I've been to bed 11.30, <laughs> 11.45. Well, I've been in the bed like winding. I started winding down about nine forty-five, boy. Cause I was just last week was such a it was it was a lot, you know. what I'm saying uh, all the lives that I do. Then I was in Athens. That took a lot of energy, excitement, things of that nature. Then all day Saturday with the fellas drinking and then doing a the live Saturday night. <laughs> and then recording. Uh, we recorded three previews, or I recorded three previews for the week. You know, one with David. I did the FSU Clemson, and then uh, what else? South Carolina, Mississippi State. I was like, I gotta slow down, bro. Right. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> so I'm feeling no good, man. Feeling good. <clears throat> Let's see. All right. So uh now what are you guys in there talking about? You guys are going back and forth with the Bama guy. The Bama yeah. guy hey, say look. he wanted to spice it up. 
Yeah, spice it. Get spice it. I'll tell you this, man. Spice it up. He had Bob Stoops had two Heisman winners, but he should have had three. That was the highway robbery when AD didn't get it that year. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. So whatever. Anyway, talk to me. Let's talk. Let's talk about this Ohio State and Notre Dame game, Coach. What are you thinking about it? Oh man, I'm gonna be honest with you. I took Ohio State in this one. Um, I think Kyle McCord being named the starter is going to help that offense to come out of the funk that they, whatever funk they were in. Now, what I do worry about, I guess you would say with that pick, Notre Dame is really physical and we've seen, Mm -hmm. you know, how Michigan has done Ohio state being really physical, you know, the good thing for them, there's no inclement weather or anything expected in, uh, you know, in uh, at Notre Dame. But uh yeah, somebody I'll leave the sprinklers on if they're at Notre Dame. Stadium, think, yeah, you know, you know like, what I'm saying? Because if it ain't if, yeah. if conditions ain't perfect, there's something about it. Uh Ohio State just struggles. But uh I think well, Notre Dame will be able to run on them this year. Uh last year they kind of bottled up estimate. Um, but you know, Notre Dame on reverse bottled up their offense. I think uh right. when Jackson Smith only won ten last year and they didn't have a guy that could throw it all, you know. Yeah, 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 for for sure. I think coming in, you know, a lot of the the uh, even though as good as we know Marvin Harrison Jr. is, let's not you know forget that he came into that game as number two. Jackson Smith and Jigba was number one, and you know yeah. he. Yeah. I know the game plan kind of got thrown off. I mean, Ryan Day's a great offensive mind, so he you know he pulled it out. But I think a lot of that was you know he was taken back by not having Jackson Smith and Jigba. So I think it's going to be a close game. I think the spread is right where it should be. I got Ohio State winning by like yeah, – It's like four and a half or whatever. Something, they're... something close sight. I think when yeah. I uh, – the pick em contest we're in, I think it was at uh, two and a half or three. Okay. So, yeah, okay. I took Ohio State in the three. I was like, they can win by a field goal. But I think this is going to be, again, I think it's going to be one of the great games of the day. This, this Saturday so is so good, dog. It's gonna be well, so and I good. think that either way, uh, even if you're Notre Dame and you were to lose this one, which I'm picking them to win it, yeah. uh, I think that they I think that they have a quarterback that, that – that in and first off, I mean, we talked about whether or not he could make the reads. We've seen him do that. You know, he's he got over 1,000 yards and 13 touchdowns, no picks already this season. Mm-hmm. They haven't played a, a great schedule so far yet. Neither has neither Ohio is, State. Neither has Ohio State. No, and, that's what I'm saying. And, yet, and that's where I feel like in, – and the other side of it is, too, is, you know, they've got pretty good secondary – and they've been pretty good on that defensive line as well. So I think that a lot of it, I think like anything else, you're going to, if you can get, if Notre Dame can get some pressure on this young quarterback, that could be where they could, you know, because you, you're damn sure better. Yeah, Otherwise, you're going to get in trouble. If you don't put pressure on him and he's able to just toss it, these they're too good. And, and, and I don't think it's good I, too, right? You know, I, yes. And I don't think – I think what Notre Dame definitely doesn't want is a shootout. As good as Sam Hartman Absolutely. has been playing, they don't want a shootout. They want a game in the tw- mid-20s to mid-30s. They don't want to hit that 35-point-plus right, right. because Ohio State just got way too many weapons. Uh, but I think, they're like you said, they've been good at stopping a run. Now, Travion Henderson is 100%, and he's been looking really good. And right. this, I forget, they got this other running back uh, that's kind of coming along since the Western Kentucky game. This, uh, according to Ohio State fans, he surpassed Mayan Williams as run RB2, but I can't remember his name. It starts with a T, uh, but they got a three headed monster back there. So, yeah, it's I gonna be an interesting up there a second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, 
Notre Dame estimate has to get do better than he did last year. But because of Sam Hartman, I think he will. Because last year, yeah. nobody believed in Tyler Buckner, so you could crowd the box. Now with yeah, Sam again, Hartman, he, you can't crowd the they've box. They've got some good receivers, too. I mean, they're young on that other end. But that's where I think it is. Is I, I feel like with Hartman, he's – He's done a great job so far with making that second read and third read, and he spread the ball around a lot. You've got some receivers that maybe they were a little better than we thought they were a year ago, but you couldn't yeah. get the ball to them, so you wouldn't know. You know, and that's what Coach talks about a lot. My thing is kind of like you. I love how physical Notre Dame is. Really physical. Really you know, physical. And, and I like I enjoy seeing that. I think that that's how, and they they've kind of taken on that really that Ohio State of the time when you know when Marcus Freeman played there, you know, mm -hmm. back in the Jim yeah. Trestle days when, you know, they, they, they won with defense at that point. Right. Yeah. Big facts. You know, so, uh, I, I think that, I think that that's where you're starting to see them kind of take on that, the attitude of their coach, just like you, you know, you, you Absolutely. hope that you're seeing the same at Oklahoma and, and I'm, and I would venture to say everywhere, UGA oh, yeah. and all that, you know? Yep. But um, yeah, I, I still think I, I really like, uh, I really like this game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, man. It's going to be a lot yeah. of fun. Prime time, too, as well. 730. You know. That's right. That's I've been to Notre Dame. I've been to Notre Dame at night, man. It's a beautiful campus, dog. Like, definitely bucket something? list. Definitely bucket man. list. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, I, I've, I've been fortunate. I actually haven't to seen the game in Notre Dame. I would love that. When you, what's crazy is when you watch it on TV, you know, all these years, of course, now as football fans, uh, people that, that follow the game, we know those striped end zones are just that screams Notre Dame, but it's mm -hmm. different when you see it in person. You're like, oh, that looks so good. <laughs> oh, dude, isn't it something, man? It's, I'll tell you what, one of the, one of them, I've been to a lot of freaking amazing places. Uh, yeah. I cannot wait to do the SEC tour. We're going to have a lot of fun with that whenever OU gets to the SEC. But I tell you, what, one of the coolest places I've been to was Happy Valley and watching Penn State. And, See, and that's, that that's, a, that's, on the buck, that's on the bucket list, too. Just like I'm glad – I'm like you. I'm glad that OU Texas is coming because – uh norman and uh you know austin were on my bucket list of course i went to mm -hmm. austin last year for the uh texas bama game but i want to go yeah, yeah. for the i want to go for the georgia game though so you know what i'm saying and i've never oh, been yeah. on norman never been to norman but but the company i work for does have a distribution center out there so we're gonna see nice. if we can work something out <laughs> yeah. hey man I, and i tell you I, my guess is that year two oklahoma will probably be yeah Probably be at Athens, I would think. Maybe uh, I think what what they'll if if it holds steady to what the SEC does, we'll go to Texas next year. Texas will come to us, and then the third year you we'll we'll come to you guys, and then you guys will uh, come to us. But uh, listen, because South Carolina comes out there three three finally or the three six six. I mean, uh, I think I think they're gonna do something like that. You know, where they have you know two permanent opponents type deal, and like you say the. And then, but I think that whatever they do, they're going to make sure that everybody plays everybody within a four year span type deal. Like, you know, we haven't been to two Texas A&M since, you know, playing <laughs> since they came into the uh, conference. They've come to yeah, us. So we haven't like, been to in, them. Yeah, there's only one. Yeah. Only played them once. Right. In the, yeah, in they, the they came to Athens. Yeah, they came mm -hmm. to Athens and we haven't yeah. been out there. So that's another bucket list. I'm place, glad so. that I'm glad that the schedule will 
clean up like that though too because i, I think, think so. it's a shame that you don't get to i love the idea of that 366 that you're gonna have to mm-hmm. every other year you're you gonna play, play everybody exactly. and by four years time you will have been in every yeah. venue in the sec i love that i love me that. too me as a college football fan you couldn't ask for more oh absolutely man and 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 look every one of them i mean even some of the places that aren't great as far as their programs are concerned there's yeah. some history there you know what Listen, i mean man. Uh, you can't find a place in the SEC that isn't good for something on game week. Like Vandy, we already know their football program, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you ain't been to Nashville on football weekend, don't pay attention to the game. Just go hang out in Nashville. <laughs> I go every other year when Georgia – I'm going this year. When Georgia goes to Van, uh, Vandy, I always go to the game. <laughs> hey, Nashville, baby. Broadway. Oh, Nashville is very the, cool. Nashville is very cool, man. Yeah. It hey, is. look, it's, it's a cooler city than Knoxville is. And I'm going to tell you, <laughs> while while I give the stat guy hell, man, when I tell you if you can go to a game at South Carolina, I say just because they're delusional, they're some of the most loyal, loud fans in college football, regardless of how good or bad their team is. Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, I, I and I'm excited about that. You know, even in so like I, I tell you what, I, I'm excited to go to the swamp. I'm excited to come to Athens. Of course, I've I'm, never, I've, I've never been to the swamp. I've never, never have. Well, no, because they don't. We they, don't play exactly. Do you exactly. think that that's going to go away pretty soon? I don't. I don't think so. It's, it means too much to the city of Jacksonville. Uh, well, and, and what are they going to do when they because when in it next year that they're not going to be able to play it there? Are they going to move it to like Orlando or something like that? Or what are they going to do that? No, no, no. They uh they are they came out and confirmed it that that it's they're still good to go, even I think they're doing some construction or something, but they're good to right. go through. I think the current contract runs through 28 and uh it's gonna get extended. They're not gonna move from Jacksonville, you know. Uh, Kirby but I know Kirby just were, wants to be able to recruit for it. That's all he that's all he cares about. <laughs> well, the thing is, is I don't know why you would have a problem with the thing. I know he was complaining about it a little bit that he just wanted to have it go. No, no, no. What he said was that the reason why he doesn't didn't like it because they don't allow recruits to come in. And so uh, he said, if you let me bring recruits, I really don't care where we play the game, Uh, because like that's a like that counts. Even when we're the home team, that counts as one of your home games. So what they tried to propose was, all right, whoever's the home team that year can bring recruits in. And both schools was like, nah, bro, you ain't gonna be able to bring recruits when I can't bring recruits. I don't care who's the home team. So it's still that way, but I don't I don't think they're gonna change it. It's just like I know it's more state law for Oklahoma, Texas for the, the state fair, but it's that one of those games that's not gonna change. They're gonna always be playing it. I ain't gonna say always. Anything can happen, but for the foreseeable future, it's still going to be in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, real quick, Eric Gumpy, uh, in there talking that trash about forty within UT. You don't even know what happened in that game, and it, the last time that UT mattered at all was a long time ago. They, no, they did all that and still didn't freaking win the conference championship. And Sarkin never won more than freaking nine games, but one time in his in his career. They call him Seven Win Sark for a reason. You y'all see got a, a y'all got a Texas fan in the chat. So I ain't even been paying. No, anything. it's that Alabama fan Alabama talking guy. shit. <laughs> in there talking shit. <laughs> it's either a USC fan or a Bama. Now it's a Bama fan. Don't come in right, with man. that madness. Listen, man, you ain't doing that. You ain't doing it right if they ain't hating, Jason. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they, they can they can continue on with it, but we're I gonna talk it. shit right back to you. 
You can right, believe man. that. <laughs> You're gonna, that's what's going to happen in here. But I anyway, it, you don't play for rings. You have one tile in 38 years. See, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> They've played for national championships. They didn't yeah. win. Yeah. I'll give you yeah, that. Yeah. And, but they are playing for rings. This Stop it. Stop so, it. Uh, yeah, I'm with, with Shawty. The tailgating in the South is, is stupid. I'm telling you, it's so good, dog. Uh, like I say, oh, going. I want to go to Ole Miss. Haven't been there. They got some of the, you know, yeah, man. The, the Grove, man. I've, I've, I've actually have been to a game there. It was a long time ago, bro. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like tailgating in the South, man. Tech one time. Uh, it was about twenty something years ago. But they were trash, but it was a fun game. It, that, that's what I'm saying. When you talk yeah. about the experience itself, I don't know if a whole conference top to bottom can beat the experience of all the teams in the conference when you go to the game. You know what I'm saying? Um, LSU, though, from my experience. So in the West, I've been to LSU, Arkansas, Mizzou. Um, LSU, Arkansas, Mizzou. I think that's it on on the not Mizzou's in the East, but uh, when I think about the West, uh, but uh, LSU's tailgating is off the hinges, bro. Like, <laughs> dude, I could only imagine. Like, I, it, yeah, and I see, I've never seen the game there, and I. Was. Oh my God! I went to the <laughs> Georgia LSU game. I want to say it was two thousand and five, maybe wow. six. I don't know, but it was it was uh, they beat us thirteen to ten, and when they say the stadium Smart shakes fair. when it gets loud. Yeah. It literally does shake. Like, oh, yeah. So, have you been to A and M? No, I no, haven't. Because they haven't been there yet. Okay, yeah. so that sucker sways, bro. You get seasick in there. That's crazy. It's it's nuts, nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went. Uh, I've been there twice, and whoa. I want to go. One time, I one time, know. I went to watch Oklahoma there. Uh, just I went to go watch, but yeah, the other time I was covering Tech there, and in the. It was one thing sitting in the stands, but being in the press box whenever I covered tech there, I thought that shit was coming out from underneath me, man. Yeah. <laughs> me. I was like, wow, it gets rowdy, rowdy. In and, there. and once y'all go to, if y'all play at Tennessee, definitely watch where your seats are. Cause if you in that upper bowl, bro, it feel like you like leaning over on top Not of the fall. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Cause they, it, cause yeah. it's so big, man. It's, it's so huge, massive. Bro. It's a massive yeah. stadium, right? They put it like is. 110 in there. Yes, yes, and I'm telling you, like now, and also be prepared to watch some Tennessee fans fight each other. So, yeah, <laughs> every time I've been, always Tennessee <laughs> fans fighting each other, not not opposing. Not no, no Tennessee fans fighting each other. Now, granted, both times I went was a Georgia game, so we, they were yeah. losing. So yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, let's yeah. Talk a little bit about that. What up? What up with that Florida game? We you called it, and I. I, I told you. Right there with you. I was right there with you on that. I I had no expectations of them, but I just aren't as explosive as they were. No, and I think that that quarterback is garbage, man. I told you. I've been saying that, man. Like he can't. He can't. Think about all all season. All all season, they only talked about one thing. He can throw it a mile. He can throw it a mile. He hit the top upright pro day. He can throw it a mile. He can throw it a mile. Okay, but he's not accurate, and those receivers are good. Their receivers are good, but they are not Jalen Hyatt. They are not Cedric Tillman. Like no, and I mean, they're a running team. I get that, but they didn't run it worth the shit the other night. Like I told somebody, it was like, oh, well, they still got Cooper Mays. I was like, Cooper Mays ain't his brother. 
I was like, you know, the other maze was the was the one that was that was really good. And I mean, yeah, when you got them all on the same team, that's good. But I just didn't think they were explosive. I mean, I watched the Austin P game. It wasn't like it was 30 to nothing and Austin P scored two times in the fourth quarter. No, it was going into the fourth. It was still like a 10-point game. Like, nah, bro. Like they and then Florida, it's I don't like Florida, but they are arch rival. It's hard to win in the swamp. It's the swamp. <laughs> like it's hard to win in the swamp. And Tennessee has only done it five times ever. And they hadn't done it again. They hadn't done it since 2003. So I was like, yeah. I'm not believing in this offense, you know. <laughs> uh, so sap. Oh, you talking about Colorado? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was. Uh, so Shawty was in on the on, on. So me and David talked about Warren Sapp supposed to be, I guess Dion's hiring him or looking to hire him the in Colorado. We didn't get to talk to David about it, man. We didn't get. Uh, we didn't we have enough time. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit, but uh, I think it'll help with recruiting. But listen, not all greats can teach. You know what I'm saying? So uh, sometimes it's hard for them because they expect the guys to be as good as they are. So, but Shadi was saying he got a little pass. So uh, I don't know they. I'm pretty sure they're gonna need to do some vetting. <laughs> so yeah. look, look, man, the HOF was going to going at the Alabama dude. <laughs> he said he wanted it spicy, you know. He got the spicy he's, he's looking now. for. He's getting him now. Oh my gosh! You talking clown? <laughs> you talking clown? <laughs> Smart ass talking that shit. Hey, uh, all I know is BV's beating beating on Saban twice. His defense is feasted on Saban in the national championship game twice. Hey so, man, that's how it's yeah. gonna be. It, Oklahoma is not coming into the SEC to just freaking sit down and be second field to nobody. It may take a little bit to do it, but they're not coming to lose. <laughs> they're not coming to lose. And, you know, it goes in cycles. We talked about this before. And right now, mm -hmm. hey, they just picked up Danny Okoye last night, too, as a guy that oh, that Bama really wanted. Everybody really wanted him. Mm -hmm. You know, high four-star. That's their fifth blue-chip defensive lineman in this cycle alone. Mm -hmm. You know? Hey, man. You're right. Goes in cycle, man. As a dog fan, I'm enjoying our cycle. This is uh, 20, 2020s. Yeah. Is our is our, is our decade, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it, we're gonna see. We're gonna see, man. I Listen, that doesn't mean that somebody else won't win, but like the 2010 no, no, belong well, to you know, Hammond didn't win it all the time either. Yeah, but and, you know, but we'll always be there or in the talk or whatever, like I say. And then hey, after that, if it if it goes away, so be it, dog. I'll be in here like the Alabama fan in the in the comments saying you haven't won as many as we have. <laughs> yeah, look, it is what it is, you know. I mean you, Oklahoma has seven national championships. They're not, they're not, they, yeah, they'll yeah, never yeah. be okay with just playing for, for conference titles. They you played for be. some and didn't win them, man. They played for, for championships and didn't win them in the BCS era, you know, mm. and they went up against some damn good teams and lost them. You know, some of them, they should have won. Some of them yeah. it is what it is. You know, Tim for Tebow was probably one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the history of the game. In, college in college football. For real. The college players, a hell of a freaking team too. College, college, college players, not just yeah. college we'll quarterbacks. Dog. Well, and think yeah. about how loaded that team was, man. Good Stupid grief. loaded. Stupid, Stupid. loaded. Yeah. On both sides of the ball, and Urban was, you know, at the top of his game. Sam, you know, they almost had him. It was a close game. Good game. The LSU yeah. game. Uh, I mean, you know. if you think about it, other than those one-off teams, you know, like 2010 Auburn, that's kind of a one-off team, you know, uh, with Cam. You got 
these teams, man, they are stacked with talent on both sides of the ball, regardless of whether you like them or not. You know, all the Alabama teams, you know, the uh, Florida teams, the USC back in the early 2000s, the Georgia teams, like like these Clemson teams, like these teams are stacked with talent on both sides of the ball, dog. You got to be bringing it. Like you got to have a good coach, but you got to have them Jimmys and Joes too now. Oh, no doubt. So, no doubt. And that's what it takes. I mean, you know, and that's what I said, you know, that's now – well, according with last year, PJ PJ out of that's you know that's their on defense. That's their third five star. I think there's still an opportunity that they might flip Williams Winery as well. That would be another five star on defense. Mm-hmm. You know that's their third five star on the defensive line, or no third five star on defense because you have Peyton Bowen, who's probably going to be a freshman All American if he keeps playing like he has been. You know mm-hmm. he's been unbelievable so far. You know, gotta have the trenches. Gotta have yeah. trenches. Right. Yeah. Listen, and um, I feel like I feel like Nigel Smith. He's he's definitely a top one hundred guy. But I think that if he went to more of those camps, he's a five star guy too. He's six foot five, two sixty five. You know, mm-hmm. explosive. He can move inside or outside. I think he's going to be that guy. Danny Okoye, man, deadlifting seven hundred and fifty freaking pounds, and he's got speed and and nasty. He's an edge dude. <laughs> you know. Nice, yeah. Now you just got to get, the, like you say, it's not like you just got to get these guys to pan out once they put on that OU uniform. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know that's the saying? good news about having guys like Todd Bates, you know, you know, for you Bama fan in there, you know, that one of your boys is, is one of our, is our D line coach. He's never <laughs> had a guy that wasn't a freaking uh, all conference defensive lineman. Never, you know, oh. so at some point while he coached him, Hey, I'm going to welcome in. I don't know if you know this guy or not, but he's from the big 12 mafia show as well. This is immaculate. What's up, man? How you doing? What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? What's going on, man? Good, man. You guys are... uh, How are we doing? What are we talking about today? A little bit of everything, man. I'm getting ready for a trip. Uh, I got to catch a plane in Dallas tomorrow, going to the Cincy game for Oklahoma. Nice. Uh, You know, so we've been... But what a slate this weekend, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of top 25 games, conference season starting off, you know, for everybody had, pretty much and uh we had trouble picking who we we're gonna pick for this week i didn't like the slate of games for us that either dog i was like and our pick them i was like i don't want to pick none of this stuff dog <laughs> first it's which ones are we gonna do and then how badly am i gonna do because these spreads are, are either huge or they're non-existent it's, it's a lot of at least four to five games. I say I can talk myself into the point spread in the underdog, or I can talk myself <laughs> into the guy, yeah. the, the, the you know, the favorite covering the spread. So it's yeah. like, yeah, I didn't want to touch. Like, I honestly didn't even want to pick the Ohio State Notre Dame game, but I had to because I is like the CBS I mean, app. You got to choose yeah. something. So you got to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got look at all these men. I mean, I was, I still think that we got to talk a little bit about Utah UCLA is another one. I didn't want to Utah touch. UCLA is a bit, I don't really want to mess with that one. Bet wise. I'll tell yeah. you what, I think this Florida state Clemson game is probably still look. I, I know well, that Florida. We state, don't know Florida, if Jordan Travis is hundred percent. Uh, exactly. And FSU beat freaking LSU last year and then lost to North Carolina yeah. state and freaking wake. I don't until not to mention they've lost eight in a row to Clemson. I I don't yeah, yeah, have yeah. this as a foregone conclusion no. like everybody seems to. It right? does help them that it's in the day though, like some well, game. Yeah, sure. I picked Florida State because not just Florida State, but Clemson. I'm be honest with you, the offensively they don't scare anybody. I mean, Will Shipley's a great talent, but no. he can't do it all by himself. Kate Clubman is not the five star or number one quarterback in the class that he was built to be. 
I'm still uh I get that uh you know they got you know Garrett there calling plays now, but I told but he's you he's calling the wrong system. But I also I, listen, told you, I, I you still got to have the guys on the outside. I don't care who you got calling the plays. And and listen, they got my guy, Tyler Brown. Shout out to Tyler Brown, man. I'm friends with his dad, but uh, he can't do it all by himself. <laughs> right. right. So Then you've got uh, Ole Miss, Alabama. Can Ole Miss go in there and get it done? Yeah. I, I actually picked – I took them in the, the points. Yeah, yeah, I think he's playing for that job. You think so? I t- thank you. Thank you. I said that Lane Kiffin is the next coach He's already in been Alabama. There. He's yeah. already been there. Already I've been saying, I've been telling, land. I've been saying this for two years. Everybody yeah. keeps saying Kirby, Dabo, this guy, this guy. It's I'm not like, crazy. I mean, I can see why in earlier years people would say that to you, but this year, the way things are now, with the way Dabo has gone down and Kirby is solidified at Georgia, I, I don't. Dog Lane. I'm telling you, if it's yeah. not Lane, if it is a guy from Georgia, it's going to be Glenn Schumann. Glenn Schumann actually graduated from Alabama. So I don't want that to be the case because we love Glenn Schumann. So, uh, but I could see that. But Kirby ain't going nowhere. Kirby, born and raised in Georgia, played yeah, at Georgia. He's, he's built a, that thing now. That know, is his baby. There's no Why would you leave, leave your alma mater to go coach somewhere else? And it's you're Georgia. Doing this, like, and you're doing the same thing. Dabble that you do. either. Dabble doesn't want to play the NIL game in the transfer portal game. He's got I'm it a, as good as it's going to get right where he is. Everybody it's not going to be Dabble for this reason. Devil's culture doesn't fit Alabama. Alabama don't care nothing about that. They care about rings, dog. Get them however right. you can. That's right. They're gonna all yeah, that they, you know. Hey, you can't visit nobody were, else. And the reason they, that they dominated the time that they did is because they were the best at paying when it wasn't legal. <laughs> I mean, if he wanted that job, he picked a really bad time to lose to Duke. Yeah, I don't think that I, I don't even think that he does though. I don't even I don't think, think, I don't think he does. That's how like he wants his, nobody's talking, nobody's pushing him around. Clint, what did Clemson do? How long had it been since they'd been relevant at all before since, yeah. they did what they did? Clemson, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, he, he's built he it, did it basically. Yeah, he did that, and I don't think he's going nowhere. No, yeah. I wouldn't if I was him. I mean, like, I said, like you're saying, that's his baby, man. Like his attitude, yeah. His 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 attitude, demeanor, none of that fits Alabama. None of that. No, but Lane Kiffin. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm I mean, you. honestly, if someone could come up with a better name at this point in time, I'm down to hear it. Like, I, for sure. Nobody just, makes sense like Lane, bro. Like, when you look at what he's doing at Ole Miss, the way he's doing it, that's how people want it at Alabama You don't think now. he's pissing not, uh, too many people off, though, in Tuscaloosa? Mm, they don't no, care. No, they like – I think they like that. Like, <laughs> Lane – like, like Lane is for the – like, he can, he can handle the media. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. he can handle all of that stuff, so – what up? And, what you know, they might not have about? liked them last year or whatever, but this year now they're scared. So, mm-hmm. you know. Shawty, you there, man? Forgotten. Hold up. He's Shawty, driving, so he's he trying to – he's in the oh, – he's, he he's in the sticks, so his signal yeah, might not be yeah, good. I'm, I'm here, man. Oh. Okay. <laughs> we'll, just, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll leave your sound on, man, and uh, let you stay there anyway. What do you yeah, want to Turn your camera off. Turn your camera off. Say so, what I can't wait to say now, uh, Jason. I said you you cruising not you on the road, huh? Yeah, yeah, man. On the way from work, man. I, I had a long one today, man. And <laughs> looking at these comments, man. What y'all don't did to them folks in the comments, man? <laughs> I don't know, dog. Well, the the Bama old, guy came Bama, in and said it Bama's said it was boring to him. So. Talking that Yang, man. You know, yeah. I don't think my guys were really messing with him until he started running his mouth. But uh, yeah, so, calling everybody poverty and shit. Is peanut butter uh, HOF? 
Is he HOF? He's uh, yeah. He he watches our show quite a bit. Oh, bro, he's part of my smack. Is he talking? I'll, I'll leave him alone. I'll leave him alone, man. Oh, you I came in on the back side <laughs> of the Kirby conversation, and y'all remember this guy. We talk about it all the time. Only way I see Kirby leaving, and it's it'll be for the NFL. And we remember, guy, it's gonna be because it's his ego. He don't did all he can do. At, I'm telling you something I heard Barbara Dooley say, and I heard her say this about two weeks ago. Yeah, I heard this too. She said, you remember I said that if if, if she, he, she said if he win a third national championship, the best thing he can do is quit. <laughs> Cause ain't nowhere, ain't nowhere, ain't nowhere to go with that. You see what I'm saying? Right. He that, won't. But then back, back to what you said: it's his ego. His ego gonna make him think he can do it a fourth time. That's what I'm telling you. Kirby is That's why I think to the NFL, and that'll be one step he'll have on saving too. Not saying he's chasing saving. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. that'll be one thing all ball coach can do. Yeah. See, I think he want them. I think he like Kobe, you know, Kobe and Jordan. I think he want them six. Like, you know, yeah, Saban got seven, but six at Alabama. I think if Kirby win this one, I think he won't six. Now, whether well, we he got, stay and do it. We immaculate for about 15 minutes, so let's holler real quick about right. this. Uh, uh, 24, Iowa at Penn State. Mm. Um, I was wondering if you're going to bring that one up. We were just <laughs> talking about the whiteout game. At, I've yeah. been there one time. That was a long time ago, but it was unbelievable, oh, right? Oh, my God, bro. You know, I had – at the beginning of this year, I'm not going to lie, I got 11 and 1 Iowa, and this game was the loss. And, mm-hmm. but I, I actually think they might be closer than what I, I've been thinking it would be, just because I'm not really that impressed with Penn State's offense, to be honest. Of course, I'm not all that impressed with Iowa's offense, but that's just, you know. Well, I mean, they seem the to open up late against West Virginia, but what is the spread on that? The spread was actually not that bad. It was like 20. I think I took 21 Penn State. Is it 21? Was it 14? I thought it was four. I thought it was in the teens. 14? I think I top 25 teams, man. No, 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 no. I I think it, I don't know. I might be wrong. I thought it was in the teens because I took Penn State. I do know that. Yeah. Y'all should go to, if y'all on Instagram, y'all should go to Aaron Murray uh, Player Lounge page to see what he said about Iowa's defense. (laughs) Oh, no. Is it pretty bad? It was just funny. He mentioned the DBs. <laughs> he said, is- so, so Aaron Murray was like, uh, he was trying to do some research for the game or whatever. And he was like, uh, the first thing he noticed was that Iowa had uh, two white DBs. And he's like, I would definitely attack those guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's actually pretty good, though. The guy's pretty good. That's, uh, what, that's what one of the it's commenters so funny. Said. It's still funny, though. <laughs> I was, I was laughing because he was like, uh, he's like, I did a double take. He's like, I am definitely attacking. It, it is striking when you look at it, you go, are those that first string? Amen. Okay, all right. It's but they've been there. True, I thought it was funny coming from Aaron Murray. I thought it was funny coming from Aaron Murray, especially hey, since he could be another Jason Seahorn, right? He won yeah. that damn fast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he was a big hitter. Someone in, in the chat says they need to get rid of the head coach and the and the offensive coordinator. But here's the problem: if once we get rid of Ference, I'm pretty sure Parker is just going to walk out the door as well. Yeah, Ference is and, Iowa, and that and if we lose Park, I mean Ference is Iowa, but so is Parker. That's yeah. the defensive coordinator, and if we lose him, yeah. just, <laughs> that everything that they're known for is pretty much walking. I was about out to say, the door. you definitely. Don't want to... that sandwich, though. What's that? 
Now, oh, here comes oh, the sandwich talk. This is hey, this you is know what it is. Yeah, hey, this is, like our, you're not tired of eating that same sandwich that they feed y'all year in and year out. You don't want no extra mustard or no spice oh, on it. We have to with with the uh, West Coast coming in here. We're gonna have to face it eventually. So. It, um, but you're gonna do it with the same people that, at the ham, though, right? You're not no, talking about yeah. me. Shame. It's it's one of those things where he's Ference in that town. You know, we're talking about an overall town population of like under a hundred thousand. He's basically king of that town. Okay. Oh yeah. He runs yeah. around there and he can get police escorts wherever. You, I mean, <laughs> this dude is king of that town. And that's where I think the angle is on the sun. If they push him out. That they're basically, you know, if your dad and you got pride on the line and they're forcing your son out, yeah, you're probably walking out with him. And 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 it's about time, but my worry is is that if he goes, Parker's going to. He's not gonna want to be under some young gun head court head uh, head coach. And they're not gonna give him the head coach because they need a plan for the future. So yeah, man. When's the do you go do you go to a game every year generally or no, 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 no. I'm I'm born and raised in Iowa. I'm a Hawkeye oh, yeah. fan, but I am not a Hawkeye. So, and I'm yeah. down here in Arizona. So, getting, yeah, getting up, <laughs> getting up there is, it's uh, yeah, it's not not really. I, I was going to say, I mean, one if of they the were just blowing, the... I've seen is the way that they do that. What's that? Uh, where they turn in and do the wave to the children's hospital? That is freaking unbelievable. Yeah, and that's always been a very big deal there. It's just when they built that new hospital right there for that. Yeah. It kind of became part of it, but um, like the children's hospital and, and they're over. Oh, I know it's a fairly new, a new thing, but that is super freaking cool, man. Yeah. And you know, when that first came on and that was on game day and they were getting up there into the rooms with the kids with us going on, I think everyone kind of got in their feels over that. Cause. Um, oh man. Yeah. Right. You know, it's just a different level. Like you appreciate everything going on and then you see, you see it from that angle and it's just kind of like, Oh man. MGM's got it at 14 and a half. I don't know why I kept yeah, yeah. It's 14 and a half, 15. Yeah. yeah. It's at Penn State, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a wide yeah, yeah. game. It's a wide and a- and, and yeah, yeah, Iowa yeah. kind of has a history against me. If you look, it, it is, it's almost 50 50. So um, I, I still don't <laughs> think they're going to win, but I think they might cover. Mm, yeah. I hope not. Well, I can see, like- I can see maybe 10 points, a 10 points difference on that game. And then I can see going. that happening too. I mean, look, <laughs> the Big Ten isn't big on uh, you know scoring aside from a, for a couple of teams. So Man, we, we like our defense. I know people. It's not. not exciting, but I know I, I like the game <laughs> when it comes down to the end, and you just don't know what the hell is going to happen. But you know. I, listen, and that's where you know when you get one of those matchups like Iowa against Michigan or, or Penn State or Ohio State, and you get a slobber knocker. I don't mind that so much, but. Overall, the, the entire conference being that way is rough, man. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. The East is doing pretty good this year. The West, the West you know, is, usually, I'm usually yeah, I, the West be some hard. Usually, I push back on the West talk, but this year I can't. Like, we don't have any, like I was the best, and come on, I mean they're good, but they're not great. I right, I would right. take Rutgers or Maryland in the West right now, probably. Wow, Ooh. wow, <laughs> Rutgers is undefeated, right? Rutgers is yeah. not bad this year, guys. They, their yeah. defense is holding. They've got an offense. Greg Shannon knows what he's doing, man. I, I'm going, my long shot is watch Rutgers against Michigan. Um, JJ had three interceptions last week. 
Yeah, I'm not a big. Georgia I stayed away from that. I'm one. not a big Michigan fan. I well, I you. stayed away from that one because they gave me it's, that point spread is like twenty something, and I was like, exactly. Oh. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the, the point <laughs> spread on that is. Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just looking at some of these some of these spreads. I think that's a big ass spread for SC and Arizona State. Thirty-four. Yeah, no, Arizona, Arizona State. Arizona right State. Yeah, they. So they is SC's defense. They're horrible. Yeah, yeah, but Arizona State has no offense. They're, that freshman that they've been starting, he's not playing. Yeah, it's, it's he's he's not. Jay Rashad is not no, playing. No, he's, oh, injured. he's injured, dude. They got nothing. Yeah. He got hurt yeah. already. Oh, okay, yeah, well, they already I pulled see. him. Yeah, locally, it's yeah. so bad. The head coach is taking over play calling this week. Well, yeah, That's Kenny, not... he should have. I was surprised he gave it Which, up. That's could be the surprise, but how do you how do you sit here and like call what that's going to be? It's it's kind of an unknown. But um, I mean, Washington has been really good though. Dude, oh, Washington, man. Washington could be in that. Two uh, freshman quarterback come in and starts, and he's not. You know, they didn't like, do it on purpose. They, he, the first guy got hurt. He was the second oh, one, so apparently that, okay. they're down to number three now. Then, oh yeah, that's, that's the, the first guy is coming back. Pine. Pine, yeah, Drew Pine. Mm-hmm. I think he's actually coming back now this week. Okay, um, wasn't Drew Pine at another school well before? There, right? Yeah, I he think was. He was pretty good, actually. Wasn't Drew Pine at like, Michigan State or Notre Dame? Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. Yeah. That's it. That's so. it. He was the one that could throw that, that <laughs> left. <laughs> so, so when Arizona State be in a better position to win if the the true starters coming in? Possible. Jaden Rashada was the much more athletic guy, but you know, man, that's just tough. That's yeah, tough. I was not a big fan. The guy who's at LSU right now, when he was at ASU, I was not a big fan of him either. Just Daniels, he was so frail and thin. Like every single time he got hit, I thought he was just going to break in half. I, I saw the potential in that kid, though. He always had potential. Oh, he's he good got, now. He's but. got the talent around him. That's what. That's the problem with Arizona State. No matter who the quarterback, they ain't got nothing around him. I think that they'll – I honestly think they'll be better off in the Big 12 in the future just in terms of – I, I, I think so too. I don't yeah. see why not. And uh, I, I, think that, I think that, you know, Dillingham's a decent coach, man. If he can if he can he become a head coach, we'll find that he's a hell of an offensive guy though. He basically uh, took it over. He's like, I got I to gotta do both now. <laughs> he's yeah. good. He's Everything's on the line. So. He's sure yeah. yeah. What did say about your OC? Is that the writing on the wall? Could be, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah I mean, probably. it's kind of hard not to say that at this point in time. Like a couple games. Well, in, I mean, he could always do do the Jimbo thing and like just keep him and then be able to f- blame him for shit, even though he calls him. That'll be the quarterback coach or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, I mean, Jimbo especially if he's a good recruiter, coordinator last year because they were trash. He didn't call plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll be. Uh, he'll be the fullbacks coach. Yeah, FSU, FSU. That's a two and a half point spread on the road. FSU at Clemson. Um, Clemson getting show me. at home. State got to show me. Yeah, I still, I still think FSU's got to show me too. Does SMU beat TCU this week? SMU uh, is giving. No, they're yeah. getting six and a half. I mean, TCU is not what they were last year, but I think that they've gotten kind of hit pretty hard due to what happened with Colorado. SMU look pretty good, man. Their quarterback is is salty, man. He's good. But yeah, I mean, maybe they it. pull it off. But I, I just think that overall, I didn't think that TCU was that bad. I thought that their defense. I don't think they're that bad. I think that they're. They are. They are. 
They are. Okay. I think it's hangover time for them for sure. You yeah. take it, you get, you get it hung on you like that in the national championship game. It's tough, man. But yeah. James, look how many games they skated by last year. I mean, they skated by so many games last year. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah. Every single game came yeah. down to the very end. There. That's yeah. what happens. When you get on a streak like that where you win a bunch of games by, you know, a couple here, a couple there, a couple here, a couple there, and you keep coming from behind like that, it turns into a magical season at some point. But I also think that. It was that quarterback. You know, you what did they Douglas was good. Douglas was good. One, he was good with <laughs> he did. There was multiple he, he was, times when he was he a was game, like, he was a game maker. Like, my team around me is yeah, crap, and I'm just gonna run this that, in myself. He wasn't worth the shit. So. I know, but he's a gamer last year. That's all I can say. He, he was, was a gamer last yeah. year. So and I'm saying Garrett Riley was a big part of that, and he's not there anymore, right? Yeah. But yeah. I also and I also think that you know Chad's son's pretty good. Uh, you know, he's but I don't think he's going to be – I don't think he's the best quarterback tomorrow. I don't think that he was the best quarterback against CU. For oh, sure he was the best quarterback against CU. Yeah, you know? I know. For sure. Um, and I don't know how many weeks – I don't know how many weeks he's going to be the best quarterback. Chandler's a good – He's Chad Morris is his, his dad, Chandler Morris, though. But he's, he's good. He was at OU before. I think he's a decent player. I just don't think that there's a whole lot of weeks in the Big 12 where he's going to be the best quarterback and – it, when you have seven one score wins one year, you got to figure it's going to go the other way. You yeah. know, it's bound to go the other way at some point. You're not yeah, going to stay yeah. on that. On Probably that this year. So hey, I, hey, I I'm going to have to get this. running. Oh, yeah. he's got to go too. I'm about, yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, sorry I was late, man. Oh, no worries. I, was, no worries. I, was, I, I had my nose in that uh, Washington State, Oregon State press conference going on that just happened today if you so. want to get i'll uh, i'll shoot you a, a leak for saturday morning i'll be in cincy but i'm going to try to to run a quick uh pre-game uh deal for saturday so if you if you got time to jump on saturday morning i'll, I'll to be quick. saturdays are like on the couch you know no worries watching man. the games but no uh, yeah i'll uh, keep an eye out for it yeah i'm gonna jump on anyway but uh yeah hey we'll talk to you guys soon tell everybody how to find you immaculate um uh, immaculate view right now on x twitter i'll uh, be starting up some youtube <laughs> work here pretty soon but uh, for cool. now yep immaculate view on twitter and also on the big 12 mafia yep. a lot, often quite often you guys right? know bomber on here so usually i'm running around with him on that show so very cool man. well thanks for joining us man we appreciate you i'll talk to you soon all right guys have a good night uh -huh. all right man appreciate you jason coach you got to get out of here Tell yeah, man, I got you as well and all uh, right we man y'all know what it is fanatic sports Fan at it sports everywhere, man. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Oh, uh, you know, Jason, me and Jason, you know, we were we were roommates. Yeah, pretty much, man. I got I got I got two questions over there at Fan Attic Sports Network. He's uh he left one over here last time too. So uh, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Hey, appreciate uh, you, dog. And and of course, Shoddy, man, we appreciate you coming in all the time. I was on your show last night, I had a lot of fun with you guys. Uh glad you, know. you enjoyed it, man. That was fun, bro. It was fun, man. I tell you what, man. Uh, I've been on about three shows. Well, not been on, but I've been able to watch about three shows today, bouncing left and right. Man, y'all done brought me in. I've been on the road about three and a half hours. Y'all done brought me all the way back in the home, man. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad, man. Well, we are going to go ahead and, and haul ass out of here, too. I got to get I gotta get, uh, get some stuff done, and then I got to get to work, so – um, and then I'm out of here in the morning. I got a, I got about a five hour drive to Dallas before I fly. So, so well, listen, uh, man, enjoy, be safe, man. And you know what I'm saying? Come out with the victory. 
Yeah, man, we're excited about it. Excited to just uh, you know start that last season in the little twelve, and uh, <laughs> before before running off to the big ones. Uh, yeah. You know, hey, hope uh, hope everybody in here enjoyed the show. Even you, Tide, even though you've been in there talking that trash, we actually like that. We don't mind it at all. Uh, if you can dish it out and take it, we'll be with that. Uh, but uh, he the one made me call in, Jason. I wasn't gonna call in, so I started seeing no comments. Collect that tight Mad, some mad smack too. So, people clowning banda sounds so dumb. Why? Why? Mm. Who's he? Oh man, it's so funny. So all funny. I said, all I said to that is, man, you know, being a Bama fan, you know, we ain't here to talk about the past either. True. That's a fair. We just talking about what's happening right now. We want to talk about the past. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, you know, Bama had a hard time with USF yesterday in the, and that's in the present. So you know, last week. So you know, I wouldn't be too cocky right now. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, we're gonna see what's up. I I tend to wonder if if Lane's gonna get it done tomorrow, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he does because man, Lane gonna Lane, man. Lane is gonna lane. I think it's about time that he needs to 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 win one of these games where he talks all that shit. So you know, what I mean? getting oh, stuff man. started. So we'll see what happens though. See what happens. But guys, thank you everybody for jumping into the show. If you hadn't already hit that like button, you better at least hit the the dislike. Uh, and uh, we'll it, do something. Help us out here. We appreciate everybody coming on. Two hours and forty eight minutes. I'm past my prime here. Got to get. <laughs> Thanks a lot, everybody, for coming in, and we will see you on the next one.